The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. be sparky today guys a sparky sparky show sparky show in stereo Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Ewan. Hi. Good evening, Hi, Ian. Ewan. Can I yeah, can I take a guess at your last name? Yep. Is it? Who's army? <laughs> no. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Ewan, what can we do for you this evening? Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to start the evening with a bit of a, a heavy call, but I'm. Uh, I'm uh, an alcoholic, and I've fallen off the wagon. Uh oh! Uh oh! It hurts, huh? It's a long drop. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. So why, I, why are you phoning me? Um, because I I wanted to to reach out, and I I, I was uh, too scared to. I mean, I, I don't have any friends. I've, uh, I do with, with my parents, but they know that I was drinking over the, the, the Christmas period. They don't know about the last several days, maybe. Right. But, uh... How old are you, man? I'm 32. 32. Okay. All right. So we 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 got plenty of time to fix this. Right. <laughs> um, 
And you say you've fallen off the wagon. How long were you sober for? Oh, I, I had my, uh, about nine months. Okay, brilliant. That's great. And but, may I ask how you did it? Um, I, uh, went on disulfiram, which is a, a drug that makes you sick if you... Okay. Prescribed by your GP? Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, I, I, I tried AA, but I didn't really get on with the, uh, the meetings that were around here, so I, 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 I also went to a, um, a, a charity called Adaption. Um, and a lot of talking therapy, that really helped. So, okay, so how come, if you're taking this drug that makes you sick when you drink, how come you drank? Well, I, I, I took myself uh, off. You took yourself off the drug. That's the problem yeah. with that treatment yeah. is it relies... Here's the thing. We're very devious addicts and alcoholics. Very, very devious. And one of the classic tricks of alkies and junkies more, I would suggest. There are some subtle differences, but one of the classic tricks is to give your bank card to your partner or your parents or a trusted friend. And you go, well, in that, if you've got my bank card, I can't go to the cash machine and get money out for booze, right? <laughs> but there are ways around that. You steal it from your mum. Or you go into the bank and you say, I've lost my cash card. Could you give me another cash card? Or when you do get the cash card to get money out, you take out 100 instead of 50. Or There are ways around everything. Because here's the thing, Ewan, that people don't know. Addicts and alcoholics are some of the cleverest people in the world. We are geniuses <laughs> at lying, at manipulating, and at looking, a pro at looking at a problem and working a, a, a cheat to get around that problem. We're the best. We're the best. So, I, I've, that drug that you talked about, I've always kind of thought, well... <laughs> if, if I were on that and I wanted a drink, I'd just stop taking it. I'd just stop taking it. So you found that that doesn't work. Um, uh, well, I, I... It worked while you were on it. Yeah. So but you, I, you I, took yourself off it. it. It was it was part of... Uh, of what? I mean, I, I had quite a while sober. I, yeah, you had nine months. It and was part of what worked. Yeah, it's so part of what worked, but you took yourself off it. For, I, I, for whatever reason, you took your foot off of the pedal and you cheated. You cheated um, yourself. You cheated yourself out of sobriety. Can I ask, how did, and be honest with me, Ewan, how did it feel in the nine months? How did it feel? The best time of my life. Why? I, I, I was experiencing... Everything, it, it felt like I was experiencing everything for the first time. Mm. Um, I, w when I started drinking in my teens, it, it's been pretty constant since then. And having that time sober, I, it, it, it just it, things like a sitting down to a, a book or a computer game or a a radio um, or a podcast or whatnot, it, it, it felt like I was experiencing it for the first time. And it, it, it was... It's good, huh? It was, uh, yeah. But at some point you decided it wasn't good enough and that you thought it will be better with a bit of booze. What was, what, was there a, what was the moment? 
what was the moment when you went and bought what was the thinking when you went and bought that first bottle of booze it was it it was just negative like i hate myself so yeah this isn't gonna work out so why not why not why not speed up I, death yeah. 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 Why not speed up death? You yeah. want to die, but you don't want to do it in an instant way, like setting your no, wrists or anything like that. But you want to do it nice and slowly and punish you, yourself. You want to to uh, kind of play around with oblivion, but still be able to wake up at some point. Would you mind if I brought a friend of mine into this conversation? Absolutely not. Say hello to my friend Alistair. Hello there. Hi, Alistair. Alistair, this Sorry, is Ewan. Ewan, this is Alistair. All right. Yeah. Um, have you been listening, Alistair? Well, I literally just turned on... Ewan was in the middle of explaining that he, he tried the, um, the tablet thing. Yeah. Hmm. Alistair, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind... Yeah. Because um, you and Alistair's an alcoholic as well. How, how much... How long sober are you now, Alistair? Uh, I got my eight-month chip tonight. Hey, come on. <laughs> Can you just just talk to us, uh, Alistair, yeah. about how it how it works for you? And you and okay. you're going to hear you. I'm just going to ask you. You're going to hear some stuff that is going to put you off a little bit from what Alistair shares because you've already said you didn't enjoy the AA meetings. But would you allow? Would you just listen to what he has to say for a minute? Oh, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Alistair. Go on. Okay. Yeah, well, first of all. Um, the first time I tried to uh, stop drinking, I went to AA, and I got through about four or five meetings, and I thought, "Now nah, this is this is not suiting me. The it's it's so formal here, and you know you've got to say, oh, well, I'm honest, and I'm I'm an alcoholic, and and I, I, I kind of I couldn't get it at the time. It I was I was trying to listen, but I think looking back. Probably it was um, not my time, if you like, to be going there, to be able to listen and to be able to go consistently. So, if you are struggling you're in with uh, with alcohol, um, I did I did agree with what Ian just said about the the thing about the tablets because, of course, you can get around that quite easily. My record. I mean, I've I've been eight months sober now. The only reason I'm alive is because of AA. Okay, and um, what I'm going to say to you is, um, I don't know how what your story is and how dramatic it is, and you may not have been as bad as me in terms of like drinking a bottle of whiskey a day, which was my experience at the end. But what I would suggest is just give it another try, man, because. What can you lose by just going to a couple of meetings and sort of reassessing, you know, how you feel about it? And if it's still not for you, fine. But then, you know, you can try other things. But as a as a fellow alcoholic, you and um, I, I wish you well. I wish you love and peace, and I hope that you can, um, you know, get 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 some help and in whatever form that you decide. My suggestion is AA, but you might want to try the things if that doesn't suit. But at least, you know, try a couple, two or three meetings again and see how it goes. All right. Well, thank you. 
Alistair. I, I, I really appreciate that because I've, I've heard your, your calls on, yeah. on the show before. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, How much are you drinking here at the moment? Do you mind me asking? Um, I, no, I, I'm, I'm on a, a box of wine or a, a litre of vodka a day. Really? That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it! That's, a, that's Alistair's great, that is a great line, I'm laughing because it's so true. That'll do it! Uh, you, what was your problem with, and I, I think we both know, but what was your problem with the AA meetings? Um, I, my problem, I mean, there were things that I liked, I said my, my problem with it was, I, I, I disliked that there was a kind of a, a cultish feel to it that I didn't appreciate. I, I didn't like my, my local meetings because um, I, I felt there was dishonesty as well. I mean, there, there were some amazing stories, some amazing people that, um, uh, that was were speaking at these things, but uh, then I I also saw some of them at the at the uh, pub down the road, like the next day, and that kind of thing. Were they drinking alcohol? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And they said that they hadn't been. Yep. So if they were lying, but, so what? Well, I I just thought. I, I, how does that impact? You, how does them like? And I'm not having a go. I don't want this to sound accusatory or no. aggressive at all, at all, at all. I just, I just want you to not die. And if you are really drinking that amount of booze a day, and it's funny, isn't it? When, when I know, I don't know about you, Alistair, but whenever I used to talk about how much I was drinking, I would yeah. downplay it. Um, if you mm. are drinking that amount of booze a day, you're going to die soon, and I don't want you to die, Ewan. So if they, if they are lying. So what? How does that impact on you? Found another mate. Sorry, sorry, uh, Alistair. What did you find? Well, if if that one find another mate, perhaps. Yeah, I've I've got three different meetings uh, uh, up where I am. Oh, actually, I I don't even know. I haven't I haven't been for for uh, for months now, so I I don't know exactly what meetings are going on up here but my my problem with when I knew that people at the meetings were, were still drinking was I I just I really really need to be honest I'm sick of lying I, I'm but I, you're not responsible for their lies or their honesty or lack of you are no, only responsible for your honesty but I, I i just want to know that the, the people that i'm reaching out to are also being honest I, maybe that's selfish i i'm not no, i don't not. know I, uh, 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 may i uh, may i speak honestly yeah yeah of course i have never come across what you're saying i uh let me let me rethink I have come across that very, very rarely, very rarely, like maybe five times in 16 years. Do you mean people at meetings 
lying. Not saying what they're... Right. Lying about that they're clean when they're not, or sober when they're not. Like, I could count maybe five times, uh, and a few months later, that person has come back and said, I've got to put my hands up. I, I was here six months ago, and I said I was sober, and I wasn't. I was, I was going out and drinking afterwards. Mm. Um, their recovery isn't important. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I thought you were going to say God. God was the thing that put you off. Well, I... One one thing that I did like about the meetings that I was at was that they did stress it's God as you understand it. Yeah, exactly. It's um, not it's not Jesus. It's not Allah. It's not the old fella with a beard on the cloud. No. Here's the thing, Ewan. You are killing yourself. You are going to die. Right sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um. The only way... Now, I, listen, I don't know much about stopping alcohol immediately because cocaine and ecstasy was, was kind of my thing. Uh, you are drinking a lot of booze. I would really suggest you speak to your GP about whether it will be safe for you to stop immediately or whether you should work out some kind of programme of cutting back gradually. Because I do know that if you stop drinking booze suddenly, when you're drinking a lot, it can be very dangerous. No, um... Yeah, alcohol withdrawal. Yeah, can be very, very dangerous. My suggestion, go to a meeting. Go to a meeting and share everything you shared with me. And when I say everything, everything you've said in this phone call about the amount of booze, about the fact that you were disheartened um, in AA because you saw people uh, who claimed to be clean in a pub having a drink and that broke your heart and that you felt betrayed. Say that you like the idea of God as a higher power. Say you're drinking a litre of booze a day and you want to stop but you don't know if it's safe to stop now because at some point after that meeting... Someone will come up to you who has done, who has been in a really similar position to you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every time, and I bet Alistair will back me up on this, every time I have shared a specific problem or series of problems in a meeting, at the end of the meeting, someone has come up to me, and it's always the person I least expected it to be. Someone has come up to me and said, I've just got to say, I really like what you said there, and I had that same issue, and this is what I did. Do you, do you, have you had that, Alistair? Absolutely. Uh, when I went back, I got a bunch of numbers, telephone numbers from a load of members. I've used those in between meetings to meet for coffee if I'm struggling. So immediately, you've got a network of people that are there on hand, and they will help you. Ewan, roughly uh, whereabouts are you? Don't I don't mean the the, the, the grid location, uh, but roughly whereabouts? Helmsburg, outside of Glasgow. Okay, okay, all right. Um, uh, yeah, Cathy, I've just said that. Thanks, everyone, chipping in. I know what I'm doing. Um, hand on heart, what you're telling me is the truth, right? Yeah. There's loads of meetings in and near Glasgow, by the way. Yeah, I, I loads. Uh, as far as Helensburg goes, when I used to uh, go to meetings, there were uh, three locally. I, I don't know about them. How easy is it for you to get into the city of Glasgow? Ewan? He's gone. Can we try and get Ewan back? Let's take a quick break. Alistair, stay there. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, <laughs> oh. stable girls, 
on the end. And stripper grands. It depends who you're with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, we lost you and not like that. He's um, decided he's wanted to put the phone down, and we've uh, Amy's rung him a few times, and it's rang, and he's not answered. Um, and I suspect Alistair that maybe he's heard enough for tonight. But um, yeah. but but thank you for that. Was for those who don't know, that was kind of a little mini meeting we had there. That's kind of what um, a twelve set meeting is like, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you, Alistair. I'm so yeah. proud of you. When I saw your name flashing up on the screen as I was talking to you, and do you know what? I, I, I breathed a little sigh of relief. Eight months ago, I'd have gone, oh, jeez. But I breathed a little sigh of relief. I thought, oh, the cavalry's coming. So mm-hmm. thank you for that, man. Thank you. What a change. No, you're very welcome. What a change. I'm getting, um, getting quite emotional, actually. <laughs> getting quite emotional. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> I did a bit of a kind, kindness today. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, I gave this... Um, I was in the wonderful um, borough of Gainsborough Ooh. in Lincolnshire uh, with me mate and uh, with his mum and dad and we were going for a bit of lunch and um, just next to it there was this betting shop and there was this guy outside who was uh, busking uh, but he was an older guy. He was, I don't know, 70 or 80 but I, I couldn't... Judge his age, absolutely, because I think he'd been a, a drinker as well. Yeah. Um, but he was actually playing his guitar really well, I thought, and singing okay. Now, I didn't have any money on me, but there was a cash point opposite, so I went and got some out and I gave him a fiver. There you go, my friend. There you go. Did you get a fiver out of the cash point? I, well, actually, I had to get it, because I didn't have any fives. Uh, it's so very I rare these days. Ten pounds, yeah. and then I if I give him ten, I think that might be like too much. Yeah, like, yeah. No, five yeah. is plenty. Five is a great amount. I got it. I got it changed in the bain shop and then gave it to him. Um, I I was at a cash machine over Christmas and I got twenty quid out four fivers. Oh, got four fivers. I used to love it. You used to be able to go to a cash machine and ask for five pounds. <laughs> and I got four fivers out and I, I I felt thrilled. I don't know why, but I felt absolutely thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Alistair, you're a good man. You're, Can um, I just say something very quickly? Oh, please. God, I would so love it if it was. Can I just say something very pl- quickly, please? F off, you two. <laughs> it's a real turn of thing. Of course you can, Alistair. Of course you can. Right. I mean, it's, in the spirit of honesty, one of the things I do realise is I ring the show too often. Oh. Because, you know, I mean... Um, I mean, last night you didn't want me on, which I completely understand. Let me just say that sometimes uh, there will be a few people that come on every single day, which is great. We love the phone calls. But every now and then, I will say to Amy before the show, maybe if we don't have this person, this person, and this person tonight. And it's not in any way to say, oh, God, here we go. It's just simply to try and encourage new voices and to get new people on. So please, 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 please. Try not to take it personally. Not at all, but I am going to try and ring a little bit less. You ring whenever you feel that you want to ring, all right? All right, mate. Well, look, thank you ever so much again. You're an inspiration, Alistair. I hope you know that and you carry that around with you. And you two are as well. I love you guys. Thank you, man.
Thank you. I'm not, not quite sure why he was including you in that, Catherine. That seems a little well, I'm bit... A, I'm a very special, humble person. Um, <laughs> we got Ewan back. Ewan got, accidentally got cut off before. Hey, Ewan. Hi. Thanks Hi. for coming back, man. Listen, yeah. let's, let's, we, we, were, we thought we'd annoyed you. Listen, uh, all <laughs> I can do is share what worked for me, right? Yeah. And what worked for me was going to 12-step meetings, sit, trying to make myself sit at the front of the meetings if ever possible, and whenever you were invited to share, whether it be a raised voice or raised hands or newcomer's time, just do it. And I hate it. I hate sharing now. This is my job. Um, I hate sharing now in meetings, and I, and I talk for a living. Um, but I make, when I make myself do it. If there's a silence, I jump in. Um, and I share honestly. I have to be honest, because as you know, the addiction and alcoholism is a disease of dishonesty, right? Yeah. All I can say is, 12-step meetings saved my life several times. It was the only thing that stopped me drinking. It was the only thing that stopped me drinking. The only thing. I tried counselling. I tried therapy. I tried psychiatry. I tried um, antidepressants. I tried exercise. I tried Buddhism. I, I tried everything. The only thing that stopped me drinking and stopped me craving drinking was going to 12-step meetings. Right. Okay, well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Right. Here's what I'm thinking. Do you really want to get sober? I, at the moment, I, I desperately do. I, Would you do anything to get sober? I, well, I, um, mm -hmm. as far as today goes, I, I, I've, uh, tried weaning myself off by diluting what I'm drinking. Would you do anything to get sober? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty desperate. Yeah, I would. Okay, you. Ha okay, if I give you my phone number, the next time you fancy a drink, would you give me a call? Oh, um. Or would that if that make or would that make you feel uncomfortable? No, but <laughs> that would be amazing. But I, I don't expect. I, I wouldn't ask that. Of you. No, I, I know, I you, know. you've not asked. I'm, I am offering. <laughs> yeah. This is what we do in recovery. We keep it by giving it away. And what that means is, if we hear someone who's struggling, it helps me to stay clean and sober by helping you. So it's not completely altruistic. I'm getting quite a bit out of it. If I came out into the other little studio and took you off air and gave you my phone number, um, would you promise to give me a call the next time you fancied a drink? You can still have a drink after the call. But we'd have a little chat about it before you did it. I, yeah, that would be, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. All right, Catherine is going to take over the radio show for a second. We haven't got any calls lined up, but you can chat. You've probably got some stories, I'm guessing. Okay. I am going to come through, uh, take you off air, Ewan, and I'm going to give you my phone number. And I'm, you know, I'm trust, I know you're not going to share it or take the mick out of it or anything like that. But just, I'm giving it to you on the proviso that the next time you fancy having a drink... Give me a call yeah. first, if you can. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You and stay there. I'm going to speak to you in a minute. So let's play a little trail, and then Catherine's going to take over for a bit. Uh, this is Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality 
of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. And just like that, he became me. 0344 499 if you want to give us a ring. You can uh, call us about anything, as you just heard. Um, whether it's something, quote-unquote, heavy or something light and frothy that you just wanted to share. You know, we're the phone call that you make when sometimes when your other friends are in bed and they're not picking up but we're also you know here to hear any old thing you know the bar is very low 0344 499 is the number to ring i know that um ian was keen to talk about this so i'll start off and he'll probably pick up where i um breathe in about um, five three minutes time um a lot of talk today about um, Harry and Meghan and them deciding that they are going to live part-time in North America and that they are not going to step up as senior royals anymore and they're going to work. See, this is the thing, work towards making themselves financially independent. And the fury online, and I know that the fury online is pretend because it's only people who are furious who get on to rant, but the fury online from people talking about Two individuals they do not know and probably will never meet. And I would suspect from some of the messages are quite jealous of. Is incredible, isn't it? The fact that these were probably the same people who were going on about the expense of the royal wedding. The fact that she didn't seem to want to play the game. You know, all this talk about, oh, she's leading him astray. I've heard that by quite reasonable people today on talk radio shows that I've been tuned into. Not just here, but also elsewhere, different radio stations. She's leading him astray like he's got no mind of his own. Now, I seem to remember before he got married, Prince Harry was always marching to the beat of his own drum. Sometimes with greater... Or lesser um, amounts of success as far as the tabloid press were concerned and now of course anything that goes wrong for some people it has to be the fault of her it's just incredible so we'll talk about that in a bit 0344 499 1000 and also the fact that the newspapers seem to be dredging up all kinds of people who have um uh, insight quote-unquote insights into what's been going on in the lives of these two people I saw today that Princess Diana's former bodyguard was talking about it and sort of suggesting, well, they think they had it bad, she had it worse. It's one of those situations where you think, well, she got punched in the face, so they should accept a kick in the ghoulies, should they? Is that the way it goes? You know, they're allowed to choose their own destinies. Um, and also there was one here from the Queen's ex-chef talking about how ungrateful they were. It's just, it's incredible. So you, we can talk about that if you fancy. I, you know, I, I couldn't really give much of a monkey's talking about you know earning their own livings why not what's it got to do with us what has it got to do with us oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um oh here it is the queen's ex-chef darren mcgrady launches blistering attack on fame hungry Meghan markle guess the newspaper yeah of course it's the daily mail and airhead prince harry and claims princess diana would have been ashamed of him stepping back there for a bit, there for a this is the story we were talking about before oh, we came on this is, all the scumbags are coming out now selling their stories for 500 quid how dare he, how dare this man comment on what his mother would think of the what princess diana would think of the situation in his professional um, authority as a former chef to the queen of I course i can't wait for burrell to come out <laughs> Actually, he's been very quiet. I wonder why he is saying. I wonder why. I wonder why. I would love it. I would love a phone call tonight. Because they put a little clip out uh, yes, last night or this morning 
of a bit from last night's show yeah. where I kind of did a little rant about how this is great that they've made this decision, that Meghan Markle and her husband have made this decision to to kind of step down from the royal family and, and stuff. And the replies... I know. ...were so angry. The fury is real, isn't it? And I don't know why. I mean, I, I do hope Piers Morgan is OK, because I think he's going to... He seems blow quite heartbroken, doesn't he? Very heartbroken. Um, but he's a, he's a professional knob. <laughs> That's his job. Um... But the anger, the anger, I, I really thought it was, it was kind of nothing. A nothing-y kind of thing. But the anger, I'm going to say something that will upset people, but... You astonish me. I wonder if anybody that voted, I wonder if, if there oh, is... Oh, here a, we go. Uh, yeah, we are go, we're going for it, because I'm curious. I think this is the, 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 the crack in the, what do they call the crack in the earth? The, this is like the San Andreas Fault. Uh-huh. I wonder if there is anybody who voted Remain that is really angry about what Meghan and her, her husband are doing. I wonder if there's anybody who voted Remain who's really angry. Now, just to clarify, that is not to say that everybody no. who voted the other way is stamping up and down like Rumpelstiltskin, um, furious no. about this one. I'm just. Is there, is there anybody who voted Remain that is is more than miffed? Is mm. furious because we saw some of the fury today on Twitter. So that's question one. Question two is, can anybody phone in and give me a good... All I want is one good reason why you're so angry about it. Because mm-hmm. I can't work it out. I cannot work it out why people are so angry. At the very... Surely, I mean, I think it's kind of a cool thing to do. Surely most people just be shrugging their shoulders. Some people are going, well, he didn't tell the Queen... That's so what? between him and his gran, isn't it? So what? One good reason, and you won't be shouted down, I'd love to have a conversation with you. One good reason as to why you are so angry that these two have decided to do this. 0344 499 Yeah. I can't think of one. There's been a lot of kind of... Um hand-wringing and clutching of pearls over this one and some really curious women is poison type um remarks being made about how we he was great until she came along she's stuck she's stolen our prince wasn't that something yeah. someone heard on on the radio i yesterday? think that for some people there is an element of racism for some people that are angry i think there is an element of racism i think for some people there is the fact that she is American. An outsider. She's an American. Mm-hmm. I think for a smaller number of people, maybe people like my mum, I don't know that, but people like my mum, the fact that she's a commoner, because th- th- that is still a thing for some people. We should be drawing a Venn diagram. Um, but but I, I, I cannot think of one good reason mm-hmm. why people would be so angry. They're talking about paying their way more. We don't know. That's yet, yeah. yet to be absolutely specified, right? They're talking about continuing with their charity work and continuing to back up the work that the rest of the royals are doing. Shouldn't we be applauding a young couple who are doing something for love? They're doing it for love. They're doing it for love. The other thing is, a couple of months ago when they were complaining about um, how they were being treated by the press, there was a lot of, well, if you don't like it... Yeah. Okay, well, well, they're doing something about yeah. it. It's that thing of, if your um, partner comes home every night and they're fed up of work, sooner or later you're going to say to them, right, your two choices are this. 
you accept that this is the way it's going to be or we do something about it. We're also all forgetting that Harry served in the armed forces, um, which I do, I do think deserves some respect. And mm-hmm. um, we also don't know what, you know, what impact that has had on his mental health. Also, let's remind ourselves, Harry has got nothing but time and money on his hands if he chooses, right? Mm. If he wanted to be the playboy prince forever, he could have. Yep. He's decided not to. He's settled down. He's a family man. And he's trying some, to take care of his wife. I think some people preferred him when he got caught smoking a bit of weed dressed up as a Nazi. Yeah. I think people prefer that guy <laughs> to what appears to be a responsible young man who is determined to, along with his wife, do the best for his family, even if it, it, it involves some kind of you know, setting a historical precedent. I don't understand. I'm sure, I bet the phones are not alive to the sound of people calling with good reasons as to to why they're so angry. I I think they might have cried themselves out (laughs) earlier in the day, but I don't know. Snowflake got triggered. We may be missing something (laughs) massive. Um, If we're missing something massive, 0344 499 1000, give us a shout. If you want to go to the break, you've got to throw into it properly. Um, Like this. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On talk radio. Um, everybody's got the knives out for them. I'm seeing a quote here from um, Eamon Holmes, and I know that Mike Graham was having a go at that. I just, I honestly, I do not get the anger over it. I just don't get it. Did you see that hilarious um, thread on Twitter where Sarah Vine's saying, do you remember how thrilled we were for them when they got married and how it's all gone sour? And it's like, from the engagement, from before the engagement, she was putting things out about how this woman was going to ruin everything. (laughs) Here is your challenge tonight, dear listener. I want one person, just one person, you'll get a fair crack of the whip. I know sometimes we put these challenges out and people go, well, you won't let me speak, you're fine. No, I will shut up. We'll have a conversation. Yeah. But I will shut up while you put... I just want one reason as to why you are so angry about what they've done. Maybe we're speaking to the wrong audience. Well, we're speaking to our audience. So I think, like, either good for them or who cares? Why are you talking about it? It should be the late-night alternative. (laughs) Um, Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Um... I hope Ewan's okay, by the way, your last call. I spoke to him uh, off air, he's going to be all right. Cool. Uh, I was just ringing up to say I totally get Harry and Meghan. Uh, my partner and I, when we first met, uh, they, it very quickly became sort of exclusive. So we both had a large circle of friends. Yeah. Cetera. They became much less important because we enjoyed spending so much time together. And the basis of our relationship is conversation, conversation, conversation. And the interests we shared, uh, we let friends sort of fall by the wayside. They were no longer part of this phase of our life going forward, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. So I can totally understand why sort of like, they are thinking sort of like, Right, we found each other. Do we need all of this on top of that? I changed jobs because my job at that point in time involved sort of travelling away from home. Did you tell your grandmother? My grandmother was dead at the time. (laughs) I tell you what, because Margot's Margot's texted. Uh, You say, Ian, what is it to do with us? As taxpayers, we pay for their security. 
Please yeah. leave on the condition we don't pay for police protection across the globe as we do at the moment. Well, they're looking to become self-sustainable. So I suspect it, it, it can't be an instant thing. And obviously we do have to protect them. Of course we have to protect them. Yeah. We can't just withdraw protection because they'll be kidnapped, they'll be murdered. So we don't want, don't, don't want pa- yeah. young parents to be murdered. She says, happy for them to step down, but granny should have been told first, PS voted remain. Why, why? Okay, I mean, you can argue that maybe perhaps they could have gone to the Queen first. You can kind of argue that, but that's not a reason to be furious, as a lot of people are. You could say, well, maybe it would have been nicer if they'd done it that way. I think, personally, why should they have told her, really? But... That's not a reason to be furious. That's clutching at straws if that's making people furious. None of us really know what's happening anyway, do we? No. Behind the doors of, of the respective palaces in which they live. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what conversations have been had. There's a lot of speculation. There are a lot of people making a lot of yeah. money out of guessing what goes on because they know a friend of a friend of someone who once sat down with them at, you know, at, at, at dinner. So it, it's really tricky, this one. And there's a lot of people getting very emotional about a family. We do not know. Double says, did anybody ever ask their nan for permission to do something? No. So anybody moaning, please shut up. I mean, no, hang on. Well, in this case, the nan is kind of the boss. <laughs> She's the boss of the, the, the firm, I suppose. I, I, you, I, yes, it could be argued that maybe it would have been better manners to have spoken to her first. But, but I, I think that's a minor point, John. That comes down to protocol, doesn't it? You know, what's the right thing to do for members of the royal family? I wouldn't have dreamt of... Con- I, I didn't consult my mum or my sister or my brother or anything like that. It was just something that we discussed between ourselves and we decided, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Didn't discuss it with anybody. It was our personal business. That's right, actually. I've, I, both me and my sister have made big personal life changes that were not consulted with our mum until significantly late, you know, until the wheels were in motion, so to speak. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I'd say good looks. Yeah, I think they may need protection for a short period of time, but after that, they're not going to be in the the limelight that much. I, I, I would suspect they probably need a couple of bodyguards forever. But they're not going to need the squads, you know, in 10 years' time. If they're living in, you know, in Canada, they're not going to need the squads that they have now. It's not going to be millions of pounds per year with, you know, perimeter fences and things like that. Yeah. You know, they're going to drop out of the spot. And also, if people are saying, well, we've got to withdraw their security now. Okay, well, you, you, so you want these, these parents to be killed? You want this, their, their kid to be left without a mum and a dad? Okay, cool. What I, what I wonder is whether this is about um, concern for the public purse or punishment? I think it's probably the latter, to be honest with you, Catherine. Do you not think so? For whatever reason that people have for being vitriolic towards him, I I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I I think they feel that he's being ungrateful, that she's being ungrateful. John, listen, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. You know what's going to happen? In 80 years' time, we'll look back and go, they did it for love. They did it. That's what happened with Wallace Simpson and what's his face? George the... Third, Edward, Edward sixth, the confessor. <laughs> That's what happened. I remember when uh, in the eighties. That was a huge scandal. Yeah, I remember in the eighties there was a TV series about it, and it was the whole thing. Then was, or they did it for love. I but know, but look, I remember my grandma saying he was selfish. No, 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 exactly. The older generation that kind of grew up with it or grew up very close to it um, was still very angry. But but the the, the majority of people were. Oh, they, he did it for love. He gave away the throne. 
for love. Now, Harry's not even given away the throne. And as Roger, Roger makes a, uh, a good point. Where was that tweet, Roger? Lost his mum at a young age, went off the rails in his teens under press scrutiny, had to give up a military career he obviously loved, had to endure the abuse thrown at his wife. Who can blame him? I mean... Who can? What do you want? You want you you want to get you? This is what some people want. They want the front page tomorrow to be uh, Prince Harry has been found dead um, in his apartment. He, it looks like he took his life. That's what people want. That's what people want. That's what people want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I don't. I don't get this very old fashioned thing of blaming the wife. It's got to be her fault. It sounds yeah. like you know, you know when a group of lads, um, one of them grows up and the others don't, and uh, they uh, they say, oh, it's because of her. He doesn't come out anymore because of her. Feels like that. What has has there been any evidence that she has manipulated him into doing something that goes against what he wants? Is there any evidence of that? There's not. There's not. No, one... but I'll tell you what. There were. There were those murmurings before they got married of him saying Meg, what Megan wants, Megan gets. Talking about the wedding. Right. Right. Pierce Morgan's just angry because it means that there'll be less point in getting a gobby dad on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> That's what he's at. That. And that used to annoy me. Oh, it does annoy me that they get her dad on and pay him a lot of money to get her on, get him on, just to. Uh, it's horrible. It's a hor- Do you know what? I had a little bit of a sinking feeling earlier. George, Paul, and Grant say there. I come to a minute. Um, uh, I had a bit of a sinking feeling earlier on, and part of it was just despair at the state of British media, <laughs> that it could be so mean. And for a second, I was in the kitchen, and I was making a cup of coffee. Um, and I was in the kitchen thinking, I could I could give all of this up and walk away from this industry, because there's so much meanness. I was thinking primarily about Morgan, but there's, it's, it, it's, it's everywhere. It's insipid. It's, 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 it, it, you can, you can feel it coming out of the airwaves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, world. And There's, also, here's another one I'm really worried by. The tr- and this is a complete vault fast, really. This, uh, the way they treat um, Katie Price. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they want her dead. Katie Price <laughs> they want her dead. is clearly struggling with yeah. a lot of stuff at the moment. And the glee with which it's oh. reported, like actual glee with which it's reported, I think is sickening. When, it's, when they're the people that built her up. And yes, okay, she's basically played the game. She's yeah, played the game and yeah. then some. Well, she's obviously got mental health issues. I would, I make up she has mental health issues. It has been hinted in the press that there may be some substance uh, abuse. Um, and we're all like, here we go, going to have a little car crash. I think there literally was a car crash. It's like those pictures of, um, you, you don't see them now, thank God, of Paul Gascoigne coming out of an offie with yeah. a um, couple of bottles of vodka, vodka in, his, uh, in his bag. And you think, why? Well, instead of taking that picture, could you not either walk away... Or go up to him and go, here, yeah, mate. Are you are you sure you want to buy? It? Are you all right? Do you mm. want, can I can I go and buy you a meal and we'll have a chat? No, they're just thinking. Take a picture. They're just thinking of the money. Take a picture. That's the world we're living in, man. Um, anyway, that's the world we're living in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, right world debacle. Harry and Meghan sparkle. I, uh, I, 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 I'm with them all the way. I, I'm sure he knows that he's not Charles's son. And, uh, whoa, whoa, George, come mate. Come on. Come on, man. You, you, why, why, come on? 
because George, George, first of all, that's a very, very wicked thing to say. Why? Oh, mate, that's a very wicked thing to say, to question um, the, the, what's the word? Fathership. Parenthood. Parenthood. Paternity. No one knows, no one knows, George. It's it's just a nasty rumour that no one knows. That's a, that's a wicked thing to say, mate. Move on to your second point. Um... Saying that someone's dad is not their dad is a very wicked thing to say unless you have DNA evidence. And if you don't recognise that, you're dumber than I thought. What's your second point, George? Um, I'm, I'm just mystified by Thanks very much for your call. Let's go to... I mean, really? Have you really got to be that thick that you can't tell that that's a rude Given thing to say? Given the conversation we've just been having about oh, intrusion. Oh, jeez, outrageous. David Babcock! Good evening. Could you speak louder and closer to your phone, please? Oh, it's not doing that again, is it? Hello, better? Better. 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 Kath's got the hey. right arm with you. She, I played her the story you did on your Twitch stream, and she was very upset, A, about the content. You're mentioning it as well, Amy, but I won't play it to you. A, about the content, and B, about the impression that you did of her. And yeah. she was upset at the impression you did of me as well. I, it was a very I wasn't. Good I wasn't upset about that impression. I do thought the, that was spot on. Do the impression of me again. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the number they call. Idiot. Now do the what? impression of of Kath. All right. Uh, Ian, I've got to go to the toilet because me. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, but is. at Sorry. one point you said, didn't you say something like, "If you, I'm going to stab you up." Wow. I'm going to what? Stab you up. I never said anything. You said something like that. There was threats of violence. Anyway, David, I think you owe her an apology. And Manchester. I apologise to Manchester and Kathleen. But hey, do you want to know something? Um, Depends what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's about. It's on topic. I'm. I'm. I'm these days, I'm much more of just a contributor rather than a funny man with a hoover. I would, we'll decide that. I would take the first syllable, but yes. Right. You know what's beautiful? <laughs> Already this is the best call this idiot's ever made. Right. No amount of uh, Tina with the dog picture on Twitter. The what? Uh you know, Tina with the dog pictured, mummy of mummy of a dog. No amount of them. What is he talking no about? No amount. Oh, T- listen. Tina with a dog. Is no, that the dog know, with the, the wonky face? No, you know. Google the that. Google, like, Google that. I think he's David. trying to make a. I think he's trying to make a sweeping generalisation about some people on Twitter. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. No amount of Brian with the St George's cross on oh, his picture. Anyway. I see. I got him. I got you. Right. Right. No amount, right. and I feel glee as I say this, no amount of mean-spirited tweets by them snowflakes are going to make a blind bit of difference to what they decide to do. So shut up, snowflakes. <laughs> You're loving this story, aren't you? I tell you what, it's like I'm having a massage. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Just you can just the the rage, and they know that they've got nothing to do with what those two people do, and they'll do it anyway. So moan all you like, you stupid jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> what would, what would you like to see um, 
the two of them doing as jobs in a couple of years, David, when the dust settles? Where, where, where can you imagine Harry, as he'll be known then, working? He, he has been born into a life that he's not chosen. Right? Ha- haven't we all? Is... Haven't we all? Yeah, yeah. Mm? And he just so happens to be a prince in a royal family, right? He's obviously not got to grips with it at any point in his life. He's met the love of his life. He's got a baby. And he's thought, you know what? I can't be bothered with this nonsense. I'm going to do what I want to do. And anyone who's got a bloody problem with that needs to give their head a shake. <laughs> Strong words there, David. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, have a good one. <laughs> This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while. Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on yet to have one good reason why people are so angry at um, Meghan and Harry kind of stepping away from royal duties. Not one good reason. It's all I want is one good reason why everyone's so angry. And it is, it's like, it's fury. 
proper anger. Um, I mean, I'm not that fussed. I'm kind of like David, and I'm laughing at a lot of the anger. It's made me respect those two more, a bit more, not massively, you know, but I, I kind of got a bit more respect for them. Also, as well, it's really tough. I actually think it's quite inspiring. It's really tough as a, as a person or as a couple to stand up in front of everybody and do the exact opposite of what everybody is expecting or wants you to do, knowing that the public are going to be annoyed, the press are going to be annoyed, your family's going to be annoyed. Th- it must be tough, man. Mm-hmm. That's a brave, bold thing for a couple to do. That has to be respected, doesn't it? Standing up for what they believe in. Yeah. Standing up for what they believe in and trying to provide the best life for their kid. Yeah, I thought we were a nation of people who appreciated those who stood by their principles. So surprised. I'm surprised and I'm a bit saddened by the reaction. I think that it has been built up, though, hasn't it, since before they got married? Yeah. The idea that she was coming in to cause trouble. Yep. And so for some people, I think it's been a gradual thing. And many people, I wonder whether they re- they know why they're so angry about someone they oh, don't, I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't think they realise that, A, they're being told to be angry by various outlets, well, nearly all of the media. I've not seen one... Um, let's do the front pages. The Daily Mirror, this is today's papers, they didn't even tell the Queen. Daily Star is pond life, but that's about um, eating vegetables. Okay. Uh, the Sun... Civil war as Harry and Meg quit the royals. Queen sad, Charles and Will's furious. Meg's it. Um, and the Daily Mail, Sussex's dramatically stepped down as a senior a senior royals without telling Her Majesty Charles or William, telling your brother. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, imagine if my sister, before she emigrated to New Zealand, came to me and said, Ian, I'm, I'm, I'm considering... It's an idea of emigrating to New Zealand. Do, do I have your permission? No! You must not! <laughs> hey, yes, but you must do it under my terms. Do you know what it's made me wonder about? Queen's fury is Harry and Meghan say we quit. You know, there's all this speculation as to whether the brothers have um, distanced themselves from each other for some time, actually. Yeah. Remember that they used to have be ex- accessible via the same website or something, and now they had separate ones. Yeah. Well, I wonder whether this was the plan all along, that they were going to become a separate entity and they were going to do their own... Well, they said they were going to do their own charitable stuff. Is there anybody in the... Okay, the only voices I know, I'm aware of, that have been supportive of this decision are mine and Daryl Morris on this radio station and James O'Brien on LBC. So, I'm not particularly sure of Daryl's politics and I'm going to use some slightly old-fashioned terminology. Does that mean that people on the left are more pro what they're doing? Or does that mean that the the, the liberals, I guess it would fit under the definition of liberalism, wouldn't it? That people, they they are being liberated Mm. from the the, the shackles of the royal family. I don't, no, we know the voices on the right are very, very loud at the moment. I guess that by definition, if you are conservative, you want things to remain as they have been, and you want the institutions of this country to um, be upheld as they have been for centuries. But let's be honest, we've had so many conversations over the years about how the the royal family has to modify Mm. in order to survive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, here's some modification, guys. Are you ready for it? One one of the, the people that could be considered 
the, the, certainly the perimeter, Harry could be considered to be on the perimeters of the more important royals. I think you go one step away from him, you're on the other side. He's certainly standing very close to the the, the fence. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay, we shave off there. This isn't William and Kate saying that they're going to step back and go and live in, I don't know, Mallorca or somewhere, is it? It's not. But we're acting as, some people are acting as if it is. I find it fascinating. What if Prince Edward did that? Would we care? I, well, yeah. I wonder if now that Brexit is a done deal, to a certain extent, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, of course. But the certainly the the the, the, uh, the stalemate, the deadlock that we had before the general election for Brexit is gone, and another thing got voted through. It's going to happen. It's now just a debate as to when it happens and exactly what is going to happen. And you know, but now that that argument has gone, is it that we need as a nation? something else to be divided about something else to be very very angry very passionate about um they have been the sideshow for some time though haven't they yeah oh yeah 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 uh let's go to tony good evening tony it's gonna be a good one <laughs> oh hi can you hear me yes i can tony yes what can we do for you hello guys how you doing happy new year yeah thank you um so i was just listening to what you're saying and everyone's mugging off Megan, right, at the moment. Like, Don't mug like, off Megan. She's the baddie, she's planned all this, she's an oh, she's horrible. But hang on, let's have a let's have a think about this. We all know that Harry's had some issues, right? Yeah. He's got some mental health issues. He's, he's, used, to like, about, used to like to herb back in the day. Is it? But how about how about if if actually Megan's helped Harry and said, Babe, if you wanna leave I'll hold your hand and you can leave. If that's what you've always wanted, you don't feel part of the family, let's do it. You're brave enough to do it and I'll support you. Maybe she's the hero. No? Just t- so what would she have said again? Just go through that little scenario again. So I'm I'm Prince okay. Harry. I'm Prince Harry. We're at home. We've just finished watching The Crown on Netflix. My wife, my wife is my hero and she's helped me, right? So maybe actually Harry was a sad guy. And he's never felt at home in the royal family. He's he was always wondered if it was his place. He's, he's obviously had issues. And when he's married Megan, she's gone, babe, babe, if you really want to go, I'll help you go. Maybe she's a simp- maybe she's a good guy. Not well, the well, I'm well, going. well. T- would, well, that people, Tony, might suggest that that makes her the bad guy. Maybe she should have said, babe, babe, pull your socks up. You've got you've got a responsibility as the prince of uh, Prince Harry. You're going to stay in that royal family, and I'm going to support you. Oh, Maybe she should have said sad that. And depressed all your life, and you're going to hate your life. Does anyone enjoy their job? I don't. No, I mean, hang on. No, does any well, apart from does anyone apart from me enjoy their job? You do sometimes. I don't mind it. But if you've got, you know, we have people who listen to to help us. Maybe she's helped him. I'm not saying that. Maybe she's an evil manipulative. Which yep. has dra- yep. dragged him off to Canada or whatever, but let's consider maybe she's gone. Is that how you felt? You really hate being part of this. Well, come on, you'll, you'll, I'll help you leave. I don't know. Just say it, Tony. I appreciate your thoughts. I think it's an interesting uh, view. Yeah. What do you reckon they watch on Netflix? Documentaries uh, or like American comedies? Do they watch Netflix? Oh come on! Oh, they're modern young couple. They watch Netflix. 
Very much fun have. Who knows, Tony? Who knows? I don't know what that website was he just mentioned, but uh, Kath is nodding appreciatively. Um, here's the thing. I bet they watch Netflix, but I bet they get all the foreign Netflix I, Netfly as well. Because you, know, you, you get different programs on different countries. Mm. And there used to be a way of hacking it so you could get the foreign ones. And I made the mistake of on Twitter going, guys, what, what, tell me what I should watch. Remember, I can watch any Netflix from any country I want. An hour later, I was unable to do that. They'd obviously tracked me down and deactivated my little uh, Netflix cheat. Don't mess with the Netflix. Don't mess with da flicks. <laughs> da flicks. Da flicks. All right, Paul, if you phoned up to tell a joke, put your phone down now. No, I haven't phoned up to tell a joke. Good. I thought oh, you banned me, but thank you for allowing me on there. Is it too late to say Happy New Year to you? It's too late to say that, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. And it's even, it's too late to ask whether you're allowed to say Happy New Year. Okay. Well, do you know what I think Prince Harry and Meghan watch on Netflix? Are you doing a joke? No, I think they probably watch Game of Thrones. You did a joke. Now, I have to say this. Why I, I feel no anger towards Prince Harry or Meghan to want an independent, private life at all. I think they should be allowed to live on the island of Ironapa and Prince Harry get a job as a night shift working... OK, Paul, thank you very much for your time. I, I, I really don't appreciate that. This is the Late Night Alternative. Weeknights are what? Waste of our lives. Late nights uh, from 10 o'clock every weeknight with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents. Um... Cross-dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. What a show it's been tonight. We're only an hour and a quarter in. Catherine Boyle, I have not heard enough of your um, cutting, northern, irritating tones. Wow, okay. Please. Is there a compliment in there? Share. Somewhere. Your latest news story with m mine self and thine listener. Well, do you remember when we spoke to our um, space correspondent... Um, about interaction between aliens. Joe Lavens. Yeah, do you want to go there? Or should we wait till after midnight? Let's go there. Let's go there. I'm up for that. Erasure pop legend Andy Bell turned down sex with Alien oh, because he's... Oh, baby! Gay. Is that him? Uh, no, that's Jimmy Somerville. Oh, the other gay singer from the 80s. There are only two. Hang on. Oh, Erasure was... Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um... Right, they did the ABBA thing, but I yeah. don't want to sing the ABBA ones. They did, um... Blue Savannah It's almost song. like I, I told you not to tell me, but then you did. It's almost as if you don't get to tell me what to do. How do you feel about that? Pop Chew my apples. I beg your pardon. Pop legend Andy Bell... I like, I like Erasure, good band. ...has revealed how he once had to turn down sex with a Randy alien... The Eurasia singer claims he was paid a special visit by... What? Mm, 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 hang on a minute. What's this? I'm starting to doubt the veracity of this claim. Go on. He was paid a, spe sorry, paid a special visit by 1,000 spaceships and flying angels one night. But he turned down the extraterrestrials who turned up at his home in Limehouse, East London, because he's gay. Andy, 55, revealed, One of the angels asked whether I'd like to experience what it would be like to make love to an alien, but I just thought, 
nah. I just thought, I'm not quite ready for it yet because they're mm. all sexualities all together, all mixed up, and they've got like one tentacle. And the thing that stopped me from doing it is because I say that I'm gay. How many tentacles would he need to have said yes? I say that I'm gay and their sexual experience is neither gay nor straight, female nor male. It's all mixed up together. I didn't want to go with a woman. That's just how I am. Andy, whose hits include... Blue Savannah. A Little Respect. Oh, baby! Not the same fella. My heart is full of love and desire. Described the March visit as a really wonderful thing. And it happened, says, when did it happen? March. Last year? Yeah. Thousand spaceships and no one noticed apart from Andy Bell of well, Eurasia. You, no, 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 I'm not having that because sometimes it can be interdimensional. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or tiny. Maybe they're tiny spaceships. Yeah, maybe they are. You don't know. Stop being so. This is what I don't like about you. So so smug and arrogant and demeaning just because someone has had a different experience to you. Well, just because of science and that. Yeah, that as well. And he says he communicates with Martians through a clicking in your head, like talking. He claims he's seen UFOs like hairy drones over London before. Hairy drones, man. He's having us on. You know what sometimes <laughs> you know I don't believe you when I say that you won't hear me. That's not the same song. Ooh, sometimes That's two different songs you know I don't believe you when I hear that you won't see me. Took you where you are and better than the car. What? You better take it back or we will both be sorry. Ooh, sometimes. You know I don't believe me when I hear that you're not with me now. I can't work out whether that was Cassette Boy or, like, what happens in old people's homes sometimes when they just get a little bit mixed up. Carry on with the story, please. That's the end of the story. Okay. But thanks very much for giving me a musical outro. Give me another one of their songs I'll do it for you now. Um, Wish I had my guitar with me. I'm really itching. To, I've been playing some guitar today, and I was really good actually. Was were really you? What were you playing? I was playing it on my Twitch stream, um, and then someone suggested you should get a campfire behind you. So I did. I had a video of a campfire, and me playing guitar. It was flipping brilliant. Oh my god! I played loads of stuff. I played saying I love <laughs> oh, no. you, not the word. Played that. Yeah. Um, and a few other songs that sounded quite like that. Gosh. Let's go to Mick. Good evening, Nicholas. Good evening, good evening. I was just thinking about uh, Megan. Uh, I mean, I'm off, it's my first day off the drink and I can't sleep, so <laughs> first time I tuned in to you. There we go. Uh, it's Thank a great you. show. But Thank anyway, you. about about Megan and uh, Harry. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what people want. Before they were saying that, she was uh, like a sponger, uh, taking money off the royal family and wanted to do her own thing. I mean, the media, the backlash against her was was pretty heavy, like really heavy. Imagine what... Yeah, horrendous. Must, ...must be to go through that. And, <laughs> and also... she said, I want to make my own money, and they're calling her... A, Gold a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> a traitor. But also, <laughs> I they, don't know... And, if, and, and, you know Mick, I don't know if you're in a relationship or not, but if I had yeah. to read the crap... That Harry read about his wife, uh, his girlfriend, yeah. and his fiance. And, and every single day, and you couldn't well, say anything. Also, you can't fight back. God, yeah, that must also, be awful. You've got to remember, and I won't say anything. But imagine all, all the stuff Harry reads about himself on Twitter and all the rest of it. All the, all the trolls he must get, and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, all that. You know, which he which he obviously won't say, but. 
but there's all that aspect to it. And I think, I think basically, I mean, none of us have experienced this. None of us have been famous. But, well, but it, on, it must be absolutely, it must be horrendous, is, horrendous is, pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and the abuse, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. My, my view on it is if, you know, if you want to be royal and you're taking the money, you've got, you've got to, you know, you've got to do that. You've got to, sort of kowtow to that system and all the bureaucracy and yeah. all the rest of it. <laughs> but they've said, look, I don't really want the money. I'll make my own dough. I want a private life. Uh, and I, I think it's a courageous decision. I think it is courageous. <laughs> it's exactly the right word, man, that yeah, no one yeah. said. I, it's I, courageous. I, I think it is. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean... I mean, who knows what, what they were going through. They, they've just had a child. I, I think Megan perhaps... Uh, Perhaps we're slightly naive. I think I think that Harry and Meghan and, and the rules probably realised that it would come to this, but perhaps not quite as quickly. Mick, can but, I ask but, you? Say it's your first day off the booze. Yeah. Well, you, why? If you don't mind me asking, why are you doing it? Because I'm an alcoholic. How you? <laughs> and I need to stop drinking. Yeah. Or, well, all, my, all my life will I, just fall apart. I don't know if you, you. I don't know if you listen. Were you listening to the show at ten o'clock? No. Well, this seems to be... I'm an alcoholic as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm a drug addict and I'm an alcoholic, and we had a guy, yeah. Ewan, who phoned up... No at shame the, there, mate. No, no shame, shame at all. There. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah. And we had a guy at the top of the show, Ewan, who was struggling with the booze and he's drinking a yeah. bottle of wine, a, a, a box of wine a day, and then yeah. we had Alistair on, who got his eight-month clean chip today. How are, you, uh, yeah. how are you doing it? Are you doing it on your own? Well, I, I, well basically, I just taper off. Uh, so yesterday I managed to get down to about, uh, I don't know, eight, nine units of whiskey. And today, you know, the first day you just can't sleep. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm working and, All right. uh, it, it's, it's staying off it is a hard part because, yeah. because it, 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 with alcoholism, it's, it's a way of life. Your whole life revolves around it. When you stop, you've just got this big, massive gaping hole in your life with nothing to do. Um, we, listen, me and Kath are on 10 o'clock till yeah. 1 o'clock every weeknight. Yeah. And I know that sort of like half 11, 12, half 12 can be a really tricky time. Yeah. So anytime you want to give us a call, Mick, you'd be very, lot, very and, welcome. And, you know, to, to, to all the people out there, because there are millions of us struggling with these types of issues, you know, um, basically, you know, hang in there and, and God bless you. And well I, I think, you know, whatever God you choose to believe in or, or none, you know, I think there is some, there is some strength in the, uh, in that aspect of it, if, if you choose to believe in that. Mick, nice you know, to talk so. to you, mate. I wish you the very best of luck and we'll speak soon. Yeah, thanks ever so much, mate. And I, it's, it's good we bring these things out in the open. Thank you, mate. There you go. Uh, courageous. Mick being very courageous, although he probably wouldn't see it himself necessarily, but that's what he is. That's um, what these, these two are doing. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I've just read some funny tweets that I can't read on the air. All right. Um, I can't read. When's the next break? Because I need to... We've got four minutes. Oh. It's worth it. It's worth it. The, the talk radio have tweeted... Um, well, let me just read the tweet that I, I, I read to, uh, to Catherine. This is from the Talk Radio. At Talk Radio, guys, if you want to be part of the fun, um, go there, go there. Go to At Talk Radio and um, be part of, um, you know... The fun. The fun. Be part of something big that is happening. Um, where, where is it? Hang on a second. It is worth it. So, 
here we go, here we go, here we go, it's just here. Eamon Holmes has no sympathy, this is what Talk Radio tweeted six hours ago. Eamon Holmes has no sympathy for Meghan Markle. I won't do the voice. I won't. I just find her incredibly irritating. I've never met her, but I look at her and I think, I don't think I'd like you in real life. Awful, woke, weak, manipulative, spoilt. And I'm just reading some of the reply. In fact, we're going to take a break now. I'm just reading some of the replies to that. And they're the opposite, Catherine, of what we get. Oh. Do follow that thread. Click on that on the Talk Radio Freedom. And it, it's, it's quite interesting. This is Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee. <laughs> on Talk Radio. <laughs> Oh, it's made me chuckle. Ooh, sometimes you know I don't believe it when I hear that you won't <laughs> see me. Song. Ooh, sometimes ah, you know I don't believe you when I hear that you won't see me. Took you where you far. You better take my heart. You better take it back, or we will both be I love sorry, you, baby. baby. And if it's quite alright, I need you. You went off into a different song then, you ruined wow, that. Wow, fancy doing that, what a silly thing. In response to who's ever asked their nan if they could do anything, David Turner says, to be fair, I once asked my nan if I could get a Kit Kat out of her fridge. <laughs> it was a lovely one. Oh, my grandma's, <laughs> it was clubs. Orange clubs. Uh, good evening, Joe. Hello, hello Ian, hello Kath. Hello Joe. Hi, uh, yeah, I'm just... Re- calling in with a response to your question about Harry and Meghan and yes. why people are getting so angry. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit, of, a bit of a theory. To me, I think, I think it's all about personal freedom. And um, I think Harry and Meghan have expressed a personal freedom. They're expressing their freedom. And I think it's touching a nerve with a lot of people. I think a lot of people live it, are living their lives without a lot of internal freedom or a lot of external freedom. And I think when... People see other people expressing a freedom and showing courage like this. I think it touches a nerve, and I think it upsets them, jealousy. maybe subconsciously. You're saying it's jealousy. And, um, uh, well, a kind of a jealousy. Sometimes I don't. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit of a mirror, maybe to their own lives, and they realise that maybe they're not so free. And I think when I mean when when you see someone doing something that's really deep down you want to do in your life and someone else is doing it, I think it, it touches a nerve and people can respond in all sorts of ways. Sometimes they get angry because they're, you know, it's, it's not happening in their life. Yeah, they're, and, um, they're threatened by the idea that someone might break free from something they feel they can't. Yeah, and, you know, I've experienced it when I've left jobs that I've been unhappy in and half of my colleagues have patted me on the back and said, well done, you know, I've, gone, I've quit my job and I've gone off travelling. Half the people are really happy for me and, and, and wish me good luck. But then I get a lot of mixed negative reactions as well. And, and people say why I shouldn't do it and that it's a bad idea and you're being selfish and you're thinking of yourself. But it was, it's always been an expression of my freedom and what I wanted to do to be happy in my life when I've, and when I've been struggling. So hang on, have you, have and, you, quit, um, have you quit jobs to go travelling? I'm afraid I have. Yeah. I see. I myself <laughs> am deeply, deeply envious of that. What, what kind of job were you doing, and and, and why did you? What, how, what, how, why, when, and where? 
Oh, I've done it a few times now because oh, the first God. time's the hardest, but then it gets easier because you see the rewards. I, I was a teacher for a long time. Yeah. And um, yeah. So after, uh, well, a couple of times within a 17, 18 year period, it, things got a bit too much for me and I could tell, I could wow. tell I, I was not a happy person and I was stressed and struggling. Yeah. And, my, you know, and I, I just knew deep down I had to do something about it because I felt my life wasn't my own and I needed to gain some control back and I needed some freedom. So, I, I sort of took the plunge and I and I went travelling in my van and and um, it's the best thing I've ever done to be honest. And how long did you were you out? Um, oh god, let me think. The first time was quite a while back. First time I left a full time job in teaching was in two thousand and one. Yeah. And I just I just bought my camper van and I went to live in my camper van and I sort of worked it out from there. I separated from my girlfriend and I. Um, just packed my bags really and headed off and uh to see what would happen and uh it was quite scary and i was nervous and i didn't you know i didn't know if i was doing the right thing but it it turned out well and it also enabled me to get better and go back into work again and be fully functioning and and healthy again that's what i was going to say i wish some of my teachers had done something rather than being (laughs) miserable and resentful you know because you can tell the teachers are going through the motions and you hate it and don't particularly get a kick out of it anymore and they don't do themselves or the kids any favors no, and this is it. And, and, and fundamentally now, I think, I think healthy people are people that are expressing, expressing themselves authentically and, and they're expressing their freedom in some way. However that may be, whether it's, you know, leaving a job or leaving an unhealthy relationship or just doing something that they really want to, want to do, whether it's creative or academic. I think, I think people, we have a, a fundamental human need to express ourselves authentically. It's, and sometimes um, we we try to get there by doing things unhealthily, whether it's, you know, habits or whatever, behaviours. It's, it's not anyway, the British way that. to do things, though, is it? The British way to do it's things not. is to suck it up and remember your duty. I'm going to be honest, uh, Joe. I exactly. bet there can't be anybody listening to this that isn't feeling a slight pang of jealousy. Yeah, that we didn't do l- it. Listening to what you're saying. Well, I don't think they need to feel jealous. I think if people... And I think this is why these people are getting angry, because maybe in their life internally they're not feeling free and externally their life is restricting them or controlling them in some way again you know but they, they can't get in touch with that part of them themselves that can do something about it i tell you what's funny because you're we're asking can someone give us one good reason why people are so angry about harry and Meghan? and you are not angry but you are putting forward a, th- a theory as to why some people are and we have had no one angry phone in. But I can say we have had quite a few angry people texting mm. and tweeting. Uh, we've just had one here that ends 499. Um, if that's you, call in, right? It, it's, it seems that the, 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 the angry people, um, when it, there, is, it, there is no righteous reason to be angry, if you look at it logically and, and calmly and in, from a cold position, there is no real reason to be angry. But the, the, the angry people who are coming from a place of, of, of unrighteous anger can only seem to communicate through um, texts or tweets or if they are phoning up to speak to someone that will, will fuel their yeah. anger more and will agree with them. So do give us a call. Yeah. 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. I will let you speak. I just want to talk to you. Four uh, nine nine. I think yeah. Six four nine nine. Give us a call, man. Go on, Jeff. Joe. Sorry, you had something else to say. Um, 
Well, not a lot, but I think, uh, to, to me personally, I think what Harry and Meghan are doing is is right for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if one or both of them, I mean, we know they're struggling and they're probably suffering, but I wouldn't be surprised if one or both of them is struggling a lot more than we realise. And, you know, this has maybe got to crisis point where they're, tr- they're trying to do their, you know, the equivalent of travelling off in their camper van. They're, yeah. they're doing something that is getting in touch with their expression of freedom. Yeah. They need volition. They need to take control in some way of their lives and um, to, to improve it, you know, to be healthier, to be happier. And I wish them the best. I understand, every, I understand people are irritated by the, the kind of money side of things, but that, that's, a, that's a practical thing that can mm. be sorted. Joe, I, I, I really appreciate that. You've given us a lot to think about. Thank you. Helen on Twitter says, I'm just disappointed. So many different feelings about this, and I don't... I, okay. She says, over two tweets, I'm disappointed and sad. We invest a lot of our hearts into the monarchy... And it has, over recent years, been a source of much happiness for many of us. It's the manner in which it's been done. Just like the manner of the, quotes don't expect any pictures of the baby message we got. Kate and William have been clever. Give us enough to keep interest and remain pretty private without shoving the privacy message in everyone's faces. Well, first of all, the, the royal family, the monarchy will, if they bring you happiness, and I don't know why they do, I don't get it, but I understand that some people get happiness from that. You'll still get happiness from the monarchy. You've still got the Queen, still got Prince Philip, we've still got Charles, we've still got Kate and Will. You still get, you've still got the, I don't know how far the monarchy stretches in your definition, Helen. I don't know if um, Beatrice and Eugenie bring you pleasure or not. I don't know if the one that got done for speeding today bring, I don't know how far it does. You'll still get pleasure from, you'll still get pleasure from the, the monarchy. I think that's interesting. There's an element as well, I think, of. Um, we've seen these boys grow up. We feel some people feel like they, they're an extension of their own family. It's like a really long-running soap opera. Sometimes people feel like they know the characters. That, but that is an emotional response, and you have to recognise the fact that there are real people on the end of it, and people that don't know you and can't be expected to can't be expected to take your feelings into consideration when they're talking about the survival of their family. And also, the, 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 the don't expect any pictures of the baby. Why should they show you pictures of the baby? Why? Because you, we pay for them with our taxes? Okay, well, I worked at the BBC. You paid for my wages at the BBC. Would you expect... It's slightly different, but there's still a thing there. Would you expect to see pictures of my kids because I work at the BBC? You're, I noticed, Helen, that, that your Twitter avatar is pictures of what I imagine are your kids. That's great that you choose to do that, but why should any parent share images or private information about their kids. And and if you say, well, it's because we pay their wages and because... Well, that is probably one of the... That is possibly... I'm not saying probably, I don't know. That is possibly one of the reasons they are deciding to walk away from that institution. The, the obligation that, that people feel they deserve pictures of their kids. Yeah, I find it... First of all, I find it really weird. I remember a couple of... Maybe last year, year before... Um, the Daily Mail did a calendar of Prince George pictures, which I find really <laughs> creepy. Why on earth would you want somebody else's kid, some, a kid you don't know in your kitchen? I find it a little bit weird, to be honest. Obviously, some people get a kick out of it. But uh, got to remember that William and Harry, I remember when, when their mother died, people talking to them when they were looking at f- flowers as, as if um, they knew their mother. Oh, she'd be so proud of me. All this sort of stuff. 
he clearly doesn't want that for his kid. How old was Prince Harry when she died? He was little. What was nine? He? Nine. Let me saw, check. Saw footage of him today laying flowers uh, as a kid at the you know that obscene and I call it obscene um, sea of flowers that were left outside. Uh, which palace is it? St. Ken- James's, Kensington. 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 And they made him. As a nine-year-old, the same age as my eldest he was son. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. He, he was little young, though, wasn't he? Little, yeah. Okay. The, the, a couple of years older than my eldest. They made him put on a suit and go and take a bouquet of flowers and put it in that obscene. It was obscene. That sea of flowers and put it there and be filmed. Listen, <laughs> if that was the only thing that had happened to him, you could totally ex- excuse him being screwed up and wanting privacy, uh, being screwed up and a separate thing of wanting privacy. You could, that's, that's outrageous. But he was also having to face a sea of people who were crying over his mother and who wanted somehow to reach out to him to sort of process their own grief. Again, huge responsibility and not fair to put on a kid. Any kid. Reach out and touch me, ooh, Savannah Storm. Is that it? I hope that's it. Is that the song? Anyway, so I get it. I get it. Human beings as public property. That makes me feel very uncomfortable. Reach out and touch me. Ooh, l'amour. What's a boy in love supposed to do? Reach out and touch me. Oh, l'amour. What's a boy in love supposed to do? Reach out and touch me. This is Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet-lagged antipodeans. Goodbye, Cobbers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 Phil! Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very... Very well, Phil. What have you got for us? Well, first of all, um, I want to say that off to you. Um, Harry is my favourite royal of all time. He's, he's, he's the best. He's, he's, well, when he, he leaves when he leaves royalty and just becomes Joe Blow from Kokomo, who will be your favourite royal then? That's the question. William. Um, I, I don't like Charles that much. Um, oh. I, I'm, um, I'm, I am a royalist. I love the Queen. Um, I like I love William, but I like Harry more. Um, you. You said uh, that you said about your sister. If she emigrated, she asked you. Unfortunately, um, we're not royal. No. Um, no, and, no, 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 um, no, no, no. Fortunately, we're not royal. Yeah, well, we're not royal. We're not. We're not privileged in in, in, in that in that sense. Um, so there's a protocol that he, sh- he should have gone through. Why? I admire him. What why? those two are doing. Why should he have uh, gone? Why should he have followed? Why should he have followed? Hello. Why should he have followed some protocol? Protocol. So why should he have followed it? It's not like Joe Bloggs. He's not like um, like you and I. Okay, but why? Sh- are you, you've not you've, you've not told me why he should have told his brother. Just just saying protocol no, no, is not good that. enough. He's um, the Queen. He's why he's under obligation. No, he's not. Well, obviously, he's not under an obligation to. It's what I've been seeing all the way through the um, news reports. That he's, he's, it's a protocol to go through. Right, and he chose it's to ignore that protocol. Uh, say again. He chose to ignore that protocol. More power yeah, to his that, elbow. That's that's what the, some people don't understand. I I admire them. I, I I love them. I want them to go and live their own life. Why do you uh, love them? You sound like his, you and, sound and, like his... And his honesty and his and his love for his wife and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with obviously what they said about about Meghan. 
Um, you could you probably put um, um, the, a princess. What's her name? Um, Grace Kelly, um, who married into a royal family, and she's Grace Kelly. Megan's exactly the same. Um, we don't know what's going on in, internally, but they want to take their own their own path. We should let them take their own path. We are, but we um, people <laughs> are, are, are disagreeing. I just want them to, to be happy. Right. He knew when he was... And will you, um, would you want lad. to know what happens to them once they retire? Of course we don't. We, we, uh, we don't know, do we? No, but would you want to know what happens to them when they, in inverted commas, retire? Um, not really, no. Not really, no. Why do you like the royal family so much? Because you sound sensible. <laughs> well, I'll try to be. Uh, the, the, uh, I, I love them to bits, but they, they should follow their own, their Why own do you, path. What do you mean you love them to bits? Because to me, right, I'm not having a pop, Phil, but to me, that sounds crazy. In, in, in what sense? I don't that understand. you love a privileged, multi-millionaire family that you have never met and they could not care less about you, you love them. Yes, I do. I'm a monarchist. But you're not... Does that not... Because that sentence to me, right? That sentence to me sounds insane. To love a privileged bunch of multi-millionaires who have no idea who you are or what it's like to live like you do and do not care about you, you will never meet them, and you love them? Yes. Really? Yes, I do. Why? Why, 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 why? Uh, because I do. They're, 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 I, I, like not good enough people. answer. I feel that they're, I'm, I'm, they're part of my family. I, I, they're I, not. I, I've been, they're not. They're better than you. No, I, I, they're not better than me. They're, they're, they're privileged. Yes. Whoa! So you wouldn't bow. You wouldn't bow if you met the Queen. Oh yes, I would. Well, so you're saying she's better than you? Well, I suppose I'll, I'll get your meaning for that. I, I, will, I will concede that. So fact. you're saying that? So, so even though they're better than you. You think you'd like to think that they're part of your family? They wouldn't yeah. sleep in your house. Of course they wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them to. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is actually um, brilliant. Going back to Harry, he knew from a very young age he was not in line for the throne, but further, slightly further down. And he knew from his brother that if he had children, he'd be down, yeah. further down. So he's taken that responsibility on himself and said, "Look, obviously, I'm never going to be in line." Right. So I want to take my own path, and I admire him for that, and 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 Megan. I, I, I think they're uh, okay. brilliant, brilliant couple. All right, um, but please don't let people shoot them down because it's not oh right. God, no, I don't want that. No. All right, Phil. Listen, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I I find that fascinating. Find that fascinating. Well, Older me would have, younger me would have gone in there, and I'm, it was not my place to. But a, a, a guy sounds like a nice guy. Looks up at this this fantasy multi-millionaires, some of whom, you talk about Prince Andrew, have got very, at the best, they've got very shady pasts, certainly in the connections with the people that they've kept. We know that Prince Charles is, is great friend with the, the Saudi royal family, who have got some, you know, this, uh, uh, multi-millionaires. Wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't spend a night in in his house if he bumped into them and said, "Oh, do you want to?" Wouldn't wouldn't even wouldn't spend a night in his house. Don't know anything about him. They are better than him. He's admitted that by saying he would bow to the queen, and he loves them. You cried when a monkey died. I did cry when a monkey died. Yeah, yeah. You're a fan of the Beach Boys. How is it different? Oh come on, Good Vibrations is just one of the greatest. God only he's knows. A, he's a fan. Is what he is. 
He's a fan. It's that. I don't think I'm better than the Beach... I don't think the Beach Boys are better than me. I don't think... I don't think Davy Jones is a better person than me. Mm. I would be respectful to him. I wouldn't bow. You'd be sad if you never saw the remaining monkeys again and they were about... Um... I probably won't see him again. They're doing one last tour in the States. No, I, I get the point that you're saying. It's kind of fandom, isn't it? Uh, is it? Is it? I think is it is. Is it, man? I think it is. That would explain people but having... Fandom based not on talent, not on artistic integrity, not on, on, on athletic skills, but based on who they passed out of when they were born. Yeah, it's, an, uh, it's, it's a family thing, isn't it? It's yeah. an ideal. Mm. Okay. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Thank you for your helping, Clara. Uh, and maybe we know that. too much about them now for them to be that ideal. Maybe that's why Whoa. we're having troubles. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Catherine Boyle, what have you brought to the party? All right, I have this. Have it. <laughs> oh, this is actually really good. Um, a seven-year-old preschool Picasso has been compared to Jackson Pollock because his abstract paintings sell more from more than ten thousand pounds, right? Yeah. And whenever I read these, I think, oh, I bet it's rubbish. His paintings are actually really, really good. Oh. Uh, Mikhail Akar from Cologne, Germany, started painting after he got a canvas and some handprint paint for his fourth birthday, alongside action figures and cars. And the child prodigy hasn't looked back with his most recent work, made in co collaboration with Germany and Bayern Munich football star Manuel Neuer, for charity, is sold for eleven thousand euros. It's got a football coming out of it. What is it? A it cake. No, a painting. Oh, so there he is in front of one of his paintings. I mean, yeah, it's that kind of flicky tooth. He's beautiful, he? beautiful, isn't he? Beautiful young boy. There's the one with the foot, like half a football coming out oh, of it. Okay, all right, all right. So it's, like the, it's like the slappy painting where you flick paint the, on the it. The Jackson Pollock flicky. Well, don't be rude about it, Captain. I think <laughs> it's actually very good. Flicky toothbrush type. Yeah. Um, you should have said it's Pollocks. And I'd have got. Do it again. It it's the, Pollocks. Oh, come on, Kathy. He's only little. He's doing the best he can. <laughs> The first picture looked fantastic, and I thought at first that my wife had painted it, says his father, Kerem Akbar, 38, told Ajons Frost ah, Press. Ah, Kerem Akbar's 38. Let me add that to my yeah. list of pictures. <laughs> just in agents. case you were wondering. Kerem I can fill him in now. He's 38. I thought maybe it was just coincidence, but by the second and third pictures, it was clear he had talent. The boy tells AFP that his idols include Pollock. Come on, don't be so hard. He shouldn't be using language like that at his age. There we go. Michael Jackson. And Jean-Michel Basquiat. Okay. His techniques included punching paint with his father's boxing gloves. <laughs> at a presentation of Akar's new work at a private gallery in Berlin last month, one visitor said she was speechless. Well, then, then she's not speechless, is she? Upon discovering that the artist was a child just starting primary school. Uh, the balance and the harmony of the composition, I wouldn't expect that from a child, Arena Dehnik, a, photograph, uh, a photographer from Berlin. A photograph said. Photographer from Berlin. I was, first. you know, when you've got a tricky name and you get through it, and then you think, "Oh, I got through it," and yeah. then you forget yeah. the um, the word in your own language. Photographer from Berlin told AFP, "As long as he has someone supporting him and not exploiting him, then he has a great future ahead of him." Uh, Diana Aktig, director of the Aktig Gallery from Contemporary Art in Berlin, said. Uh, Akar told AFP that when he grows up, he doesn't want to pursue a career in art, and instead, he wants to be a footballer. <laughs> Which seems like a really healthy okay. approach. When I'm older, I want to be a football player, he said, launching into an excited account of a recent 8-0 victory with the school team. Painting is quite tiring for me. Sometimes it can take a long time, especially with boxing gloves, he said. 
His father insists that he and his wife are careful not to push their son too hard and to protect him from the trappings of fame. If it gets too much for him, we will intervene. We turn down a lot of requests, said the elder Akar. He only paints when he wants to. Sometimes that's once a week, sometimes once a month. Yet Akar Senior also admits his life has changed dramatically since discovering his son's talent and that he and his wife now live for art. A former salesman and recruitment agent, the 38-year-old has since switched to managing Mikhail first full-time. I believe that since my life began, the most I've had is just a talent to amuse. Hey-ho, if love were all sunshine, you know I don't believe it when I hear that you won't leave me. Ooh, sunshine. Nurse, the screams. Here's what I'd like to find. When I was eight. Yeah. So we're talking 1981. I was interviewed by my local paper mm-hmm. for being a, a child protégé. Prodigy. A, pro- a protégé? A protégé. A prodigy. 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 What were you? I was a child protégé. Of what? The cello. Were you? In what way? I was having lessons. <laughs> and not many people on the Brickwell estate were having lessons. And the Slough Observer came round and did a story on me. See the strange boy with the cello? And they took pictures. I wasn't, I was terrible, that's the thing. And they came round and they took pictures of me. And it was in the papers. And that's the... You know, a, I was in the paper a couple of times. Mm. Uh, anyway, there's a p- nice picture of me in my living room playing the cello. But I said I wasn't playing it. I was just holding it. And yeah. Money. And then there was a story about me. They did a story about me. Like a... Pa- it's like talented kids. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. That's not the reaction I was expecting <laughs> from my best mate. Um... Go on. Gosh. Golly gosh, <laughs> What's a... Oh, dear. What's a woman? Uh, <laughs> um, ha- and I would like to get that. Yeah. How, how would I get that? An article. You'd have to go, I suppose, the old-fashioned way. If, from 1980 M- Yeah. I'm not doing that. Can I not just email? But it won't have been... It won't be on their... I, well, I would imagine it wouldn't be on their system, would it? Can I just email the Slough Observer? We'll try. You're so supportive. I'm but just you... telling you what's what's realistic versus what's a long shot. I'll tell you what's realistic. That and that. And this is a long shot. <laughs> Good evening, Ian. Hey, how's it going? Happy right. New Year. Happy New Year. Are you Ian that talks to me on Twitter? I think I've messaged you a couple of... Well, not messaged you. I don't use Twitter very much. Oh, in that case, it's not you. Different Ian. You don't have a beard, do you? Yeah. You do have a beard. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, sort of goatee thing. Does well, it narrow things honest, down? It's not really a proper beard. It's more sort of um, can't be bothered to shave. When was the last time you tweeted me? Oh, I can't remember. Then can't. it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Then we move on a pace. Ian, what can we do for you? <laughs> I don't know. I've forgotten now. Oh God, no! <laughs> Quick, bring it back. <laughs> Take, rewind. Rewind your mind. Yeah. Uh, well. Well, me and you know. Uh, you, but the team for my wife, we, we were just talking. Oh, it's the, it's the dirt. It's okay. It's the pervert. Oh, it, it, it's the per, it's the dirty couple, the swingers. It's the swingers. It, Tina in and your Ian. head, we are. Yeah, I'm sure we are. In your in your um, head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry. Go on. No, I, I don't get this um, anger at the moment. But then I don't get this anger about sort of the whole Brexit thing either as well. It seems people want to be really angry at the moment, but only online. 
they don't seem to want to be angry in real life. But. I didn't get the anger around Brexit. I, I, I was not really that bothered. I was erring one way more than the other, but I wasn't that bothered. But yes, you're right. There does seem to be a lot of anger. Catherine I've got Boyle. a theory. Here we go. It's people who feel powerless in their own lives, and somehow there is kind of strength in numbers of being furious about something that a lot of other people are furious about. Identifying with other people's fury and mm -hmm. kind of latching onto it. And making, then you feel like you're part of a movement. Mm. Yeah, yeah, again, I think Catherine's hit it, net, like, hit it on the head, All probably. Right. You're right. You'll know it in a minute. Well, that's the end of that phone call, then. We've that's that sorted. We've, You're we've welcome, solved, everyone. We've solved, we've solved that quandary, Ian. <laughs> you shouldn't agree with her so much. Argue with her. I, here's the, the truth. I agree with nearly everything Catherine says. But if I just went, oh, yeah, you're right, the show would be five <laughs> minutes long. I have to stretch these things out. Yeah, I guess there's just something missing in people's lives. But then, could you understand, and I don't want to belittle the guy, because you seem like a nice guy, but the last caller, who was in love with the royal family... Uh, listen, I, I can't talk. I, it took me about three... You know when Bowie passed away? Yeah. Um, it took me about three months to watch that Lazarus without falling apart. I know what you mean. I, and I, I'm glad Catherine brought that up. I do think there is a difference. I can't quite verbalise what the difference is yet. Oh, but there's I a patriotic thing attached to it as well. There is a difference. Listen, I, I'm not too... Um, the royal family, it doesn't mean that much to me. Occasionally, you sort of, I don't know, when you see the flags waving and, you know, like a sporting event, you know, like the Olympics. Yeah. You, know, you feel it. And yeah, you, know, you do. You do feel a certain pride. I think you're hardwired into that. Yeah. Since you're a kid. No. And, um, yeah, when you, uh, Prince Harry, I think I saw him playing, I didn't see him, I saw it on TV. I saw him uh, doing wheelchair basketball with some soldiers. Yeah, and that, yeah, you, you felt kind of good and proud of him. I suppose the good thing about the royal family is, if, if I mean, when they handed out medals to people who who deserve them, I mean, who, who's going to hand those out? You know, Bobby Davro. Uh, <laughs> now, Ian, you say you say that. I, if I had a choice of getting an MBE from Bobby Davro or Prince Edwards. Davro, every <laughs> single time. Ian, thank you very much. I've got to go because we're late for the news. Uh, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I tried to discover A little something to make me sweeter
That's an excellent cover of, uh, that, that's um, Andy Bell now. That's his voice now. That's what cigarettes will do to you guys. I'm joking. That was um, Junior Rodriguez. Junior Rodriguez. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. It's the last hour of the show. Don't forget, podcasts are plenty. We do a best of, we do, Kath does a best of podcast every day. Uh, for this show, you can get it by go. oh, 1.64, I don't know if I meant to say this, 1.65 million downloads of the podcast last year. 1.65 million podcasts. I don't know if that's classified in for Matziano well, or not, but I'm saying it's I out mean, there now. I mean, one million of that was me checking whether <laughs> it was working or not. 1.65 million uh, downloads of this show, this show, podcast, last year. Thank you, man. Now, imagine if we only got 50 pence in total. No, 50 pence for every podcast. That's still a million pounds. Um, so what I'm saying is, could you all send me 50 pences, please? <laughs> One, I can't, honestly, I can't believe that when I, when I asked for the figures. A, that we got them. And B, that it was 1.65, something like 1.647 million Download. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So keep downloading this. Go to iTunes, Acast, your usual podcast provider. We also do another show. It's called The Rabbit Hole. It's a pop-up radio show. We're, te we're doing The Rabbit Hole 2.0 now. For 2020, we're updating it. We're doing it twice a week, and we are taking the emphasis off of the live shows and getting a more studio vibe. You're still here... The live shows, if they're worth hearing, we go around the country, we do a little tour. Um, Cardiff in March. <laughs> Cardiff in March at the Glee Club. Got to buy tickets, otherwise we're going to have to pull it. Um, so buy tickets. Um, 
but so the rabbit hole is going to be twice a week and it's going to be a little bit more studio based and a little bit more there'll be different ways that you guys can interact with it and we're upping our game part of me thinks there are too many podcasts in the world there are there are too many i've been listening to a great podcast actually called yesterday and today and it breaks each one is about an hour and a half long and it will be six weeks in the beatles (laughs) life is great it is great. And I've started at the 1970. I don't care about 60s. 1970. But the only problem with it is they put too much music in. So I have now heard every single track from the first two Ringo Starr albums. Sentimental Journey and his country album. And I didn't need to. But I'm enjoying that. But um, on that, and then I was listening to... The, the other the only ones I've, I download religiously are that... Office Hours with Tim Heidecker, which I love, I love. Um, the Bruce Bloitation podcast, and how did that get played? The gaming podcast. And at the beginning of each one, there'll be a, Hi, my name's Steve. I've got a new podcast. And uh, in this, I tra- chat to men about their mental health. Or, Hi, my name's Tanya. And uh, in my new podcast, I'm going to be speaking to women about their butts. What's it like uh, being a being a, a woman with a butt? Big butts, <laughs> small butts. It's on the size of your head. There is all the, it's, it's all that. Actually, it's not a bad podcast. I'd I was just to that. thinking that. You can have that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 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 <laughs> but you just think, oh my God, there's too much noise. There's too much. And I was really tempted to... But I couldn't quite work out how the gimmick would work. But as a gimmick... To stop doing the rabbit hole to say, and make a thing of saying, there are too many podcasts, so we're going to help, we're going to make one less. Unless we do a podcast about podcasts. I think my ears just popped. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I tell you what, Amy, sit back, relax, because we've got your mum on the line. I'm joking, but imagine... Um, no, we'll take calls straight to air for the end of the show. So you sit back and relax. I, I'm just getting a kind of... Oh, it's, it's Friday now, look. Thursday going into Friday. Nice relax. I think I might do some streaming when I get home. Really? I think I might go online, do a little bit of streaming. And if it works, first time I'm in, playing a great game, Mark of the Ninja, Mask of the Ninja, that or Mask of the Ninja. Because when I first saw you doing good. that, I thought it was the updated version of Saboteur. No, I have got Saboteur on I there for the that. Specky, but it's not very good. No, I think it's the Specky and version. It's very, I know it's really basic and everything, but I spent hours playing that. I couldn't, I tried to play it the other day. I, I will play it at some point. Um, but it's kind of like Saboteur. You run around as a little ninja man. Um, so I might play some of that when I go home. And I'm going to just stay up a bit and play a little bit of video games. You'll be welcome to watch, dear listener. You, know, you can listen to Daryl as well while you're doing it. I'm going to play with my cat. It's not a euphemism. She's actually got a cat. It's lovely. Big furry oh, she, one. She waits for me now. Uh, I, when I got home last night, she was sitting on the windowsill waiting for me on the cushion I've put on there for her so she can be comfortable. And she got down and uh, expected us to um, play, because play equals treats. All four cats now are starting to get on, to the point where I am very close to putting the kitten's bowls next to the grown-up's bowls. Now, the only problem is... Kittens will eat the grown-up's They're still on kitten food, and the the grown-up food is a bit rich. But, I think I'm close... The the kitten bowls are in the living room, and the grown-ups are in the kitchen. Grown-ups, teenagers. I am... I think maybe maybe tomorrow actually I might I might just put the bowls there and see what happens because they're all sort of getting on now mm. as, 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 as quite well apart from with the boy apart from with the boy because um, he's horny I think he's given off hormony 
Smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got tiny testes. The vet has, the vet told me that and told oh, him no, that. Tell, tell him exactly how he said it. I can't remember. What did he, he said, say? He's very. His testicles are rather small for his age. Yeah, yeah. Like he was talking about. Outrageous. Persons. Outrageous behaviour. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air. What a surprise! We couldn't get one person phone up and uh, give us uh, a reason why they are angry about Megan and her husband. Lots of texts. Loads of tweets, not one phone call. It's almost as if, I don't know, you know that your reason wouldn't stand up to scrutiny. And we we would just discuss it. It wouldn't be a matter of us hounding you until you backtrack. We don't oh, expect no. you to change your mind. No, no, no. But I, 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 don't, I just think you know it wouldn't stand up to, uh, to scrutiny. I think it is a very emotional response. Very emotional. Here we go. So we'll take call straight to her. Um... What is this? From a, a, from a loving robot to a smart pillow that could save marriages. Has it got a hole in it? Oh, my. The annual Consumer Electronics Show provides technology experts with a chance to give us a glimpse into the future. Artificial intelligence and transport technology are the big trends at this year's Las Vegas exhibition. But the real highlight is the integration, integration, excuse me, but I beg your pardon, I said the word wrong, of devices into our daily lives. Since 1967, it's unveiled some of the most significant new tech, such as the video recorder, the DVD, and the 3D HD TV. The 3D TV! You idiots! They, they try and bring that... You watch, we, we're probably due 3D TV again. They try and wheel it out every five, six, seven years. And every time they go, guys, look, I know the last time um, and it didn't take off, but this really is it. And all those Muppets that spent like two grand on a 3D TV, I was laughing. I was laughing. And um, yeah, you wasted your money. Here we take a look at what will be coming into our lives soon. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Pick a number between one and fourteen. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, a Segway wheelchair. Segway has unveiled their self-balancing wheelchair dubbed the S-Pod. <laughs> Guessing the S is for Segway. Hope so. With speeds of up to 24 miles per hour. Oh, no. It allows users to sit in the vehicle while it self-balances on just two wheels. Segway has said the S-Pod is partially based on the vehicles seen in Jurassic World. Oh, so I don't think it's for disabled people. What? It's perfect for enclosed campuses such as airports, theme parks and malls. Yeah, no, that it is for disabled people, surely. They just mean it's, it's more compact. I think it's for lazy people. Gosh. It's just like a, a rolly... It's just a rolly chair. It's just a rolly chair. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. You're on the air. I, I know. I, I'm very thrilled that I decided to phone on a um, straight-to-air night. That's exciting. I'm a long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Hey! Had the bell out. Had it out. I was ready. So thrilled to have the bell. Lovely. Um, how are you? My nose really hurts. I've got this weird sort of throaty thing, and every morning I'm waking up with my ears are full of wax, my throat is really sore, and my nose is so painful. How are you? 
God. Um, I'm well. I've just come back from a first date. Uh, your first date ever or a first date with a potential new partner? Um, a first date with, wow. with a, young, a young gentleman. Okay, okay. Um, that narrows it down. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd phone you because I just, uh, we had a great date and we had a kiss. Uh, now, hang on. on. I'm going to ask questions. What's your name, my friend? Sure. Uh, my name is Jake. Jake. Now, you, you had a kiss. Now, there are kisses and there are kisses. Was it a kiss or was it a kiss? <laughs> um, it was It was sort of a bit of both, actually. Okay, okay, okay. It didn't go as far as your no, no. your sexy kiss no, there. It was a long kiss. It was more than a peck. More than a peck, but tongues weren't fully involved. Okay. Did Not fully, but there was a tingle. Did you tongue his teeth? <laughs> Did I, sorry? Did you tongue his teeth? <laughs> I love tonguing teeth. I love, I, this is my special trick, I love tonguing teeth. I love it. Oh. Do you not tongue teeth? Lovely. Um, I, I, I must have tongued teeth before. Oh. But not on purpose. No. It's not been the aim of the no. game. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm dwelling too much on this kiss. Okay, so wh where did you go? Where, where, do, where do a couple of young guys go out on a date these days? <laughs> um, we went to the pub in um, London on Holloway Road. Oh, the pub in London, I know it, yes. I think I've been there. <laughs> I have, no. <laughs> it's called the Owl and Hitchhiker. Oh. Uh, I think I do, I genuinely do know that pub, yes. It's a good name, isn't it? It's a great um, name. But the reason, the reason I thought I'd phone is because I, I, basically, during the kiss, oh. um, a car drove past and shouted something homophobic. Oh, which, no. Which I, <laughs> I found very funny. Oh, because I no. think I think the other option is sort of getting angry and sad. So just the idea of it is, it's so sort of ludicrous that anyone would Without drive using language that, that would offend, and you know what I mean by that, and we'll get yeah, me yeah, in trouble. Yeah. What, what did they say? Well, we couldn't make it out fully. It oh. was <laughs> just, just a sort of, it was a silly sort of noise. Um, but then, I, I mean, I think, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm allowed to say, I don't know, I won't say it in case. No, you say it, and uh, if it's too it, much, I'll hit the dump button. Okay, fine. Well, I think it, it definitely included the word batty. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, really? This is 1996? Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, that's, that's definitely from sort of, like, secondary school years for me. Um, but, yeah, we, we heard and that. I, I mean, not Nora Batty as well, just in case any of our older listeners, it would not be Nora Batty <laughs> to which they were referring there. Um, no. Um, but, yeah, it was just a weird thing, because I, I don't think I've experienced anything like that since... I mean, in the last ten years, I would say. So it was sort of a weird, a weird um, thing. To that, hear. that makes me sad. Um, that makes me sad that 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 is, is twenty twenty. And well done you for laughing at it. Um, but you shouldn't. No one should have to come home from a day when you come home from a day either full of excitement and going, "Oh my god, I think this is the one," or you come home going, "Oh, it was awful. I don't want to see them again." That should be the way you come home from a first date, not coming home going. I think some guys called me a batty boy while I was kissing him. That, <laughs> that shouldn't be happening in 2020. Go on, Kath, sorry, you were no, going to exactly. say something. No, I was going to say, it should be a nice story to tell, not a, oh, God, you know. I also think that yeah, there will be a certain amount of stuff, right, that you as a gay man and I as a woman have filed under stuff you just deal with because it's the way things are. 
It shouldn't be, though, yeah. should it? No, not at all. And I think that's how I felt when I got home, because it was very near to my house when I got home. And I sort of, oh, I didn't come home feeling sad. I did actually come home feeling quite excited. Yeah. Like, Good. And messaged him, and, and we've sort of already arranged another date yes, Sunday. Right. So that's, that's great. Um, but, yeah, I just sort of sat and thought, that's not, that's not great that that happens still now. Um, but yeah, I think the reason I laughed is because he had, he's from Newcastle and he <laughs> just been telling me um, that since he's moved to London, he hasn't experienced any sort of <laughs> Oh, well, no, in that case, <laughs> that serves him right. He tempted fate. He ordered it, did he? He, it was a bit of universal ordering. That's his fault. Well, exactly. That's what made me laugh the most. Just hearing that while we were kissing, I just like laughed. But I, I sort of laughed into his mouth. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I've, I've that, done that before. Is that like not into his mouth? Is that I don't like know. Burping into someone's mouth? No, laughing is not. Yeah, as... Have you ever? No. Hey, have either of you ever sicked up into someone's mouth when you're kissing? No. No. Okay. Well, then neither have you. Neither have I. In that case, <laughs> neither have sicked I. Up, okay. All right. No, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Um, so, but you're going on another. I can't speak. You are going on another date. Yeah, I Beautiful. think so. Good. I think on, I, well, I mean, I messaged, <laughs> I got home and messaged him saying I, I was fairly close to inviting him back to mine, but I was glad I didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh good. Well done. Well done. Because uh, that says, that Which, says, I'm up for it, but I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not that easy. Excellent work. Yeah. Keep exactly. it a bit of your mystery, well, well but you have, but you have organised another date for like two days time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be too available. <laughs> uh, well, I, I wish you, uh, I wish you the best of luck, man. Is I'm, and thank you. You've made two old people here vaguely remember what those first dates are like, and it's a, it's it's a magic. I've never been on a date. <laughs> Oh God! Here we go. I haven't. It's uh, I know why. It, <laughs> you know, pain in the ass. It's a magical feeling, and um, I'm sorry you had to endure that. That's not right. That's uh, on behalf of, of no, decent I people. I apologise because it was me and Kath on the way to work. Hong Hong, fatty boy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. Listen, I hope it works out, and thank you for calling. No worries. See you later. We'll hear from you on Monday with the update. (laughs) What a nice guy. We didn't do the quarter past break, did we? We're doing it now. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I always take an intake of breath. It's not. It's not anyone making a mistake. That those pauses. It's. It's just the computer system here. <laughs> After midnight, it loads up all of the jingles for the rest of the day, so it slows everything down. Uh, but you never know if it's going to happen or not. So when I know that we're coming to the end of a jingle, I take it in a deep breath, so that I'm ready to talk. But but when there's that silence, you just have to hold it. Boom, no. boom, down, boom, boom. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I find it quite exciting, actually. We're taking calls straight to air till one o'clock when Daryl comes in. It's been quite a nice little show tonight, bouncing along nicely. We'll do more of these inventions uh, in a second, but we have a call. We go to line. Oh, yeah, we go to line one. You're on the wireless. Start again. Hello? Okay, not a clue what was going on there. Muffled singing is what I'm writing down. Number between one and 14. 
three. A year after being banned from the Consumer Electronics Show for being against the convention's policies prohibiting immoral, obscene, indecent, profane products... Oh, here we go. Sex tech company Laura DiCarlo is back and showcasing some of its latest inventions. Two funny things I'm going to say. You're going to say... One is that what this product does and one is the name of the person who is behind it. Okay. These include a gadget that blows, and here's last number one, that blows warm air on a woman's most sensitive spot. Oh. And here comes... Hair dryer. <laughs> here comes laugh number two. Boss Laura Haddock... Oh my God. ...said, we want to reshape how people think about sex tech. We shamed pleasure for so long. So it looks like a, a vibrator that also blows out he, air. He, well, in case you've got a cold one. <laughs> Okay. Uh, CJ, CJ, come on, mate. You're crossing the line there. I get to see that filth. You're crossing the line there. Uh, good evening, line two. You're on the wireless. Oh, what game is this? It's not Saboteur, is it? No. That went... Right, hang on. BBC. It's not a Spectrum music, I don't think. It's not like Chucky Egg or something, is it? That's Chucky Egg. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Chucky Egg. You're right. You're absolutely right. That death. The, so sing the saboteur music. I think it went something like. You you keep singing it. I'm going to find it. But it was like slightly higher. <laughs> All right, let's, here we go. Let's see, let's see if you're close. Just do it one more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> this is a memory from like 30 years ago. All right, that's what memories are... I hate to break it to you. Memories are, memories are from a long time ago. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Stop it like what you were doing. That's what I remembered. Stop it like what you were singing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that game. It's not very good. You could hear, like, when he's creeping along the corridor. I'll play it on, um, i tell you what, I'm going to get home at about half past two. You can listen to Daryl as well, which is what I like to do sometimes. I have the radio on with a little earpiece or in the background. Yeah. So you can listen to Daryl, um, and I'll be playing Saboteur Beautiful. on my Switch. Yes. But it's, it's unfathomable. I can't actually remember where, I don't think I finished it. No, of course not. I did a lot of climbing in and out of holes, I running away from um, don't Dobermans. Think, I don't think I've ever finished a game, ever, ever, ever. Oh, I think I have once or twice when I've like cheated and done a walkthrough online. Yeah, you cheated and done a walkthrough. Porch pirate beta. Oh, this is rub. This isn't an invention. This is just something someone thought of. I Me, mean, I could, I thought of, I could think of this. This isn't an invention. As thefts of doorstep deliveries rise, Canadian company Danby has launched the Parcel Guard mailbox. Packages are lowered into a secured bottom section that needs a code to open it. Don't, don't most bottom sections? 
The parcel guard is equipped with a camera emotion sensor which will alert you via an app when someone has approached the box. It's on sale in the UK this year. But look at it. Blooming massive. You don't want that outside. No, it's like having a fridge outside your door. It's awful. Which I, I hear is frowned upon. You had a fridge outside your door for ages. No, I never. Here we go. Charm, charming, ch -ch 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 charming, GoLab is showcasing a Bluetooth-enabled toilet paper delivery robot that can be controlled by an app on your smartphone. Ah, uh, instead of shouting the kids. Yeah. It's been designed to deliver toilet paper to those in need via Bluetooth <laughs> commands. <laughs> okay. How is that? That, looks that like seems it. excessive. I just shout for a minion. And then they they bring me a toilet oh, paper. Bananas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian and Kath. Hello, Hello Crokey Ollie. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. What's happening to you? Uh, well, I have to be quiet because uh, the wife is asleep. Okay. Okay. We'll be, uh, we'll be quiet. I like uh, the Robocop theme from the Commodore 64. Well, you say you like it. Can you sing it? And so on, and so on. Now, here, Catherine, Ollie has sung the music... <laughs> That oh, has played. Don't you start. You. You of all people. You. Don't you be telling me about accuracy no. in singing. That's actually a pretty good picture as well of the Robocop on there. On the, the thing. Yeah. Well, it looks. Well, anything else? Uh, um, uh, well, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but did you, you were talking about me yesterday, I think. Hello? <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't. I don't think so. About um, being mean. <laughs> oh no, we talk, Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was just saying that. Uh, yeah, we talked about the conversation that you and I had had about um, meanness. Mean comedy yeah. is is my default and has been for a long, long time, for decades. And that uh, I am going to. I am not going to. I am trying to do it less. And I'm trying to stop it completely uh, when it comes to hanging out with you on online. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I got an issue with you doing it. No, because I think. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say that's the impression that I had, and I know I kind of know what you mean. In that, it's yeah. more about everyone else joining in and getting the tone wrong. Yeah, because I like Ian being mean, because that's oh. how I fell in love with it. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'll back out. By the way, we've been told that music was Frack on the BBC Micro. Thank you, Jimmy. What the... Frack was great. Frack, you were a caveman and you had a, your weapon was a yo-yo. Great. Oh, oh. Um, I just about remember that. Uh, but but I, I am aware that on the, the Sunday night get a Call of Duty games that we do, that everyone piles in on you, and that is partly because I... Uh, because I, they see me doing that, so everyone thinks it's acceptable that you're the whipping boy. And I, um, sometimes I sense you getting upset about it, and sometimes I, and sometimes I get upset about it and think, ah, oh, man, this is a little bit, this, this, this is a little bit too full on. Sometimes it's fun to be the barber joke, 
And sometimes the it's bum joke, not funny. the butt of a joke. Yeah, so I mean, what's the, yeah, I mean, you said the sometimes bum, it's thing. trying to be the bum joke. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay. That too. Yes. But I, I, yeah, I like I I I have an issue where sometimes I think something's real when it's just a joke, and sometimes I take it too far in my own head. Yes. And. Uh, I think with you and a lot of people, it's fine because you break that by, you know, by affirming the bits you like about me. Yeah. But some people don't and they keep going on and on and on and mm. that starts to go, okay, maybe there's a bit of truth in here yeah. and maybe I am that bad and maybe they don't like me. And I think that's where it breaks down for me. I think if you, you're having fun, and I like, I make other people about the joke sometimes, but then we take turns and yeah. it's fun. But then uh, I appreciate what you are saying. I also don't think it's healthy. It's, again, it's not completely altruistic. I also don't think it's healthy for mm. me mm. to be, to be reliant on that as a form of humour and communication and a way of expressing friendship which is which I have been reliant on that in the past. Yeah. So I, I take on board what you're but saying, but also mm. I, I, from my point of view, I don't think it's very healthy for me. Mm, I see that. I see that. Yeah. How's your streaming going? Uh, streaming is the, is the future. We're all everyone's going to have their own. Frank Sidebottom said to me years ago in Manchester, <laughs> so one day everyone's going to have their own channel. Man alive! I wish he'd been alive to see to see Twitch and YouTube grow as much as it has done, and all of that. Man, I'd love if if Chris if Frank Sidebottom was still alive, I would have phoned him up and said, Chris, we're, we're doing we're doing a podcast. I'm coming up to Manchester and I'm going to record a whole day of you, and we're going to put it out as an hour long podcast every he'd week. He'd have been doing it himself. Oh God, he'd have yeah. been everywhere oh man i miss him so much but how's it going man yeah because it is so varied isn't it the stuff you find on there i'm just doing like boring uh game streams or whatever but he one well, the things he would be doing and just the people what people are doing it's just so varied yeah I mean, I'm a professional gamer now. I'm he's he's making, he's making dollar out of it. My favourite yeah. th Frank Sidebottom thing he did was on Channel M, which was the local Manchester channel, and he phoned me up so excited that they'd agreed to do it. He said, you're not going to believe... Well, Chris phoned me up. You're not going to believe what they're going to let me do. And he did it. Uh, he was the test card one night, and he did it live. <laughs> he was the test card. And for the first 30 minutes, it's him... I think it's on YouTube. He's just sat there with little Frank. And then about... It's just him going... <laughs> and then and then after about 30 minutes maybe less than that it just kicks off and he starts arguing with frank and his arms stop it's 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 i mean it's not i say it's funny some bits of it aren't even funny it's just that the art the performance of it ollie i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be online in two hours playing saboteur I'll, I might be awake. Thank you very much, and I look forward to possibly seeing you there. Let's go to line two. You're on the wireless. Oh, marvellous. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're on now. Uh, uh, you're on now. I'd suggest turning your radio off. Hi there. My name's Gareth from Clangochlan. Hello, Gareth. What can we do for you? Well, I was thinking uh, this evening, I was listening to um, Spotify... I used to have Deezer, but Deezer wasn't as good as Spotify. There was more on it. Yeah. And I realised what the worst song of all time is. It's Great Expectations by Kiss. Um, 
uh, that's on an album that I bought Catherine for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a shocking song, right? It's basically got Gene Simmons, you're clutching your breast, see what my mouth can do, then the children's choir's in there, <laughs> my, my hands can do. I, children, and, the, and the worst thing, you watch a live four, they have a bloody children's choir on the stage singing I, it with them. I, I, uh, I, I have a real soft spot for that song. And by the way, the Great Expectations, aren't the great, I've not heard this song for ages, we're going to play a bit now, aren't the Great Expectations that the woman thinks he's going to be amazing at sex? Is that, <laughs> oh my God, of is course that, it is. She's got, children she's got Great Expectations. All right, Gareth, just stay there. I'm, I'm just putting you, this, this is the song. Let's whack this up a little bit, Amy. It's a little bit quiet for some reason. Here we go. This is on Destroyers. Kiss. Great Expectations. This is um, taken from a classical piece of music okay. that Billy Joel also used. You sit in your seat And then you stand and clutch your breast Our music drives you wild Along with the rest You watch me singing the song You see what my mouth can do you see what my mouth can do. I was doing it too. And you watch me playing guitar. And you feel what my fingers can do. And you wish you were the one. I was doing it too. Great expectations. I actually think this is brilliant. This is great, isn't it? Gareth, this is a great song. It's dirty, and I was singing along it's, on the phone with it's me. It's dirty. dirty. <laughs> it's not the dirtiest one they've done. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's, not, it's Harley Love Gun, but it's not as good as Jungle, is it? What's Jungle? Is hang on, is Jungle eighties Kiss? No, no, Jungle's at nineteen ninety two when they tried to offer Metallica. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> But it is out of order getting the kids on stage yeah, and just talking about... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great song, though. But Hello? This, this is Beethoven. Isn't it, it's Kiss, but... No, 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 but this bit is Beethoven's Sonata Pathétique. Oh! Second movement. My lust is calling to you. <laughs> Yeah. 
You've got the Kiss uh, 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 Destroyer. I You've got them. that. That was my Christmas present to you as I bought that album. Um, let's go to line one before we take a break. Hello, line one. Hello. Hello, is that, is that me? That's you. <laughs> uh, I'm, my name's Dale. Hello, Dale. Do you know Emma? Oh, no. stop it. Okay. Dale. Just ask him. I know Emma, Dale. There we go, that that's was, it. That was the joke. <laughs> what can we do for you, Dale? Well, um, I called in about a long time ago, and uh, I, said, I, I said I had a line for a song, which... Um, was ridiculed, not ridiculed, but um, questioned, and I appreciate that. Apologise so, if we ridiculed you. No, not ridiculed, that's not the right word. I appreciate, I, I like it when people... Um, Feedback. Anyway, yeah. I've got a sort of demo of it. Can I just play a snippet? Oh, it, God, yes, please, Dale. Yeah, um... God, technology, when you've had a bottle of whiskey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. And, and, I, and I also got another snippet of the thing... That uh, I hitchhiked around Europe, you know, and um, I, I ended up on a set of this guy's house one night. Cheeky. And there were three of us, and, and we just sang. Oh. And I, I've, got, I've actually got audio. He recorded it, so hang on a sec. This is a song that I wrote. I hope you can hear it. Even if your dreams should fall down from the sky, my love for you will never die. As long as you are standing near to me, as long as you are standing near to me, even if the rain cloud has the sun above, I'm gonna pick you up with love. I like this. This guy, this guy can write a song. He's almost as good as me. Oh, did you say Jesus? I think so. Anyway. Well, did you say that. Jesus? Did I say Jesus? Yeah. Uh, when? In the song. No, I said looking under the, uh, the, the lyrics are even as a, um, looking to the moon, I call, I hear your name. That was all it is. Okay. Okay. I enjoyed that. You're, you, you, you've got the gift. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. No, thank you, um, Dale. And here, here's the, uh, audio that I found just a couple of years just later. Just three guys hanging out on a sofa. It was, yeah, and it it was, um, we we were slightly the worse for wear. You astound me. Uh, I was on Hang on a sec. No one, sh no one drove yeah. past in a car <laughs> shouting <laughs> homophobic abuse, did they? Yes, God bless you. Here we go. Okay. He's a real nowhere. Hang on a minute, why are we listening to stoned recordings of a man? Well, Dale, that was great, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. What a lot of talented, drug and booze-riddled listeners we have. I love it. Last 
10, 12 minutes of the show. Calls going straight to air before Daryl comes on at 1. 0344 499 um, Hearing aid with eyes. Um, is that so you can oh. listen with your eyes? Is in that song. That always confused me as a kid. Help for the hearing... I'm going to ignore that because actually it's offensive. No, but that song. Help for the hearing impaired has been unveiled with a wearable ear aid fitted with a camera. Mm. The hear, as it's called, uses artificial intelligence to identify the person is speaking. Oh, this is clever. It uses... I want this. I need this for hubbub. The hear uses artificial intelligence to identify the person who is speaking and then employs lip-reading technology to isolate the sound of their voice, making it easier for those with hearing difficulties to understand them. Yes, please. Can you type in online, the hear, by Orcam, O-R-C-A-M, from Israel. How much, please? I'll take two. Orcam, my eye... No. No, it's the here. They've not got it yet. What's my eye? This sounds like the most amazing company. It's a life-changing device, according to Orcam. Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, it can read text, recognise faces, identify products, and more, as featured on the BBC. Um, 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 what does it do? Hang on, shush. Can you hear anything? Yeah. Talking. What is that? Hang on, let me try something. Let me try something. Let me try something. Hang on. Hang on. Just gonna lower the lights in the studio. Is there anybody there? Yeah, me. Shut, shut up, idiot. Is there anybody there? It's gone now. Orcam My Eye 2 is a lightweight smart camera that attaches to virtually any glasses frame. Using AI technology, it instantly and discreetly reads printed and digital text aloud from any surface, recognises faces, products, money notes and more, all in real time. It's operated by using simple hand gestures and has more than 20 voice-activated commands. It's designed for all ages and can be used with any level of vision loss and doesn't require an internet connection. It sounds rubbish. Here's, <laughs> let me do a couple more. Uh, Virtual car sun visor. Now, this is great. German manufacturer Bosch has announced a virtual visor that follows a driver's eyes to block out the sun without obscuring the view. So it's a visor that you can see through, but where you're looking, it makes it a little bit darker, so you don't get blinded. Mm. That, to me, um, I think that is genius. The makers say the visor blocks out harsh glare, so the safety and comfort of drivers are improved. It uses a transparent LCD LCD and intuitive camera. Um, That was stupid. That was stupid. That was stupid. Oh, here we go. This is great. This is great. This is what we need. This is what we need for kids. The spot-on virtual fence 
allows pet owners to fit their dogs with a GPS-enabled collar that will, will allow them to place a virtual boundary around their homes that, if breached, sends a mild... <gasps> mild oh. electric shock no. to their pooches. It's mild. No, I'm out. The makers say it allows you to contain or track your dog almost anywhere around the globe via a single durable collar. Um, so that's great. And the final one. Alternatively, just shut the gate, man. Well, hang on. This, there's two more, two more. This is stupid. Smart nappies. Right? Because I can tell you this problem has been solved. With smell. Yeah. By, Lumi by Pampers helps exhausted new parents by taking the guesswork, uh, taking away the guesswork and letting them know when their baby's nappy needs changing. There's no guesswork. What you do is you lift them up and you sniff their butt. That's how you know. Mm -hmm. That's how you know for sure. Generally, you can tell. Yeah. Because A, you'll smell it. If it's we, it will look bigger. Uh, or if you're not totally sure, does they, does they, does they, does they need a nappy? Let me have a look. You pick them up from behind. You sniff their butt. We've all done that. We've all done it. I think it's all right for another hour. We've all done that. Yeah. And they, a biscuit-sized sensor with Bluetooth... No, come on, no. Also, disposing of this stuff... ...is attached outside of the nappy and informs parents when it's wet. The activity sensor can also do other things, such as tracking their children's pattern of sleep. Oh, oh no. Jesus, no. Leave them alone. Sniff, sniff a kid's butt, is my advice. These, these kids have never been more... Um, on the grid. Let, let him have a moment of privacy, for God's sake. I can't believe... This is Hedy, who I think I might have blocked at some point. Yes. Did I block Hedy? Um, I, it's a name that certainly rings a bell and not... Mm. Um, I think I blocked Hedy for being um, not the kind of person I would like to have uh, in my life. <laughs> in my life! Let's just have a little look. Um, let's, uh, we can have a little search here. Uh, click on the latest. Oh, God, yeah, I blocked a long time ago. I can't believe how bad Ian Lee's show has become since he blocked me. Is he still listening? He is manic, and he keeps denigrating Kath. No, he doesn't. I don't care if it is part of the show. I find it unpleasant. Well, don't, don't, don't listen. First of all, I haven't been manic for quite a bit of this show. I've been actually very chilled if you... <laughs> when did I denigrate you no, tonight? No. Eddie. I don't need your protection, Hedy. <laughs> Eddie, got it And I don't wrong. really think that you believe that. I think it's just a way to have a dig. Oh, I blocked this guy ages ago. <laughs> I blocked this guy absolutely ages ago. Oh, my God. Oh, look at his tweets. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, his tweets are awful. Goodbye. Goodbye, Hedy. I can block you, not from the talk radio feed, but I can block you from popping up in the studio for the next 24 hours, so I'll do that. Thank you, mate. Best of luck. Uh, and the final one, Catherine, you thicko! Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, where's Hedy now to protect oh, no, me? Oh, no, Hedy! Oh, I was wrong! Samsung, I blocked, blocked, I can't remember where I blocked him. Anyway, Samsung, through their Star Labs subsidiary, has officially unveiled its artificial human project, Neon. We're in. Oh, I've seen this. It produces realistic digital people in the home which are designed to have conversations and behave like humans. I want one. The makers say they form memories and learn new skills. Oh, I'd be teaching it a few skills, trust me. Neons can help with goal-oriented tasks or can be personalised to assist in tasks that require a human touch. Oh, yes, buddy. I want it to look like me. 
and I will teach it a few tricks. Oh my God! Yeah, I want to make love to it. Oh yeah, yeah. They can act as financial advisors, healthcare providers, teachers, concierges, actors, and even lovers. When was the last time you saw Ian? Well, just after he bought that thing. <laughs> He's, he spent um, £20,000 on an artificial human, and we've just not seen him. I, I drove past the other day, and the, the bedroom curtains were drawn. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't know what was going on. I'd love it. I, I would love it. I would love Literally. it. Literally. I would. Oh, come on, Catherine. A robot sexy you. I would not want to have it off with myself. I, I find that strange. I, I can understand why. I can understand that. But I'm a good-looking guy. Heady! <laughs> Help me, Heady. You were right all along. Cathy, <laughs> what have you got? All right, here's this one. Colorado restaurant charges customer for stupid question. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, God, we're allowed to do that now, are Apparently, we? Apparently, but it doesn't really pay. A customer at a Colorado diner was left bemused after receiving a bill that included a charge for one stupid question. The diner was given the receipt after a meal at the well-known Tom's Diner in Denver. Oh, isn't that the song? That's the song, isn't it? Well, a Tom's Diner. I'm not sure it was this one. Well, this is well-known. Why would a Tom's Diner be well-known if it wasn't because of Susan Vega? Well, I don't think Susan Vega was in Colorado. Isn't she in New Who? York? Susan Vega. Susan Vega. No, it's not Vega. Vega for vegan. No, That's Vega what as in, um, I'm vegan. What's it called? You're thinking Ve of Louis Vega. Oh, for God's sake. An image uploaded to Reddit. I'm the one that is being denigrated, Hedy. I'm the one being denigrated. Just because she's thinking of Louis Vega. Louis, no, no, I'm th sorry, that is my fault. I'm thinking of Louis Bagels. It's a great shop if anyone's hungry. An image uploaded to Reddit shows the bill and the item included. One side mashed potatoes, $2.99, it wrote. One chick tenders basket, $9. And then finally, one stupid question, 38 cents. Well, that seems a little... That seems like a very reasonable price. That seems a little <laughs> undercharging there, I would the, the person posting the image didn't state what question they'd asked to incur the charge. Reddit users reacted to the picture with a mixture of amusement and understanding. If I got paid to listen to people's stupid questions, I'd probably be a billionaire, wrote one person. Well, I get paid to listen to people's stupid questions, and I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> they charge you 38 cents? SH1T. If I charged for every stupid question I was asked, I would be rich, said another. Yeah, again, we, I, that, I, that is my job, and no. A third person added, used to work at this spot. Tickets for the stupid question go through to the kitchen as well. A final person sounded more worried. If I were to go back, I would never ask a question, they wrote. But the receipt arguably should not have been a surprise to the customer because the restaurant lists stupid questions along with related charge on the side section of its menu. The option appears between extra dressing, 50 cents, and veggie of the day, $2. It is, though, difficult to know how to avoid the charge. Asking waiters at the diner what qualifies as a stupid question, reportedly itself, identifies as a stupid question. Ah. What's happening? Sorry? 38 cents. What? I'm not talking to you. Oh. I'm a bit, a bit annoyed with you. You're denigrating me? What have I done now? Bit annoyed with you. What have, what have I done now? Bit annoyed. I'm going to go so you can... Um, bit of a bone to pick. This is awkward. It's not your fault. It's not your my fault. Bone. It's mainly my fault. What have you done? It's mainly my, it's what, mainly have you, what have you done? Come on, let's sort this out. Mano a mano. Your Meghan Markle Harry, uh, Harry video has done considerably better than mine. In as much as it's got lots and lots of people really, really angry, so yeah. I muted the conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. This is a trick Kath taught me, because I used to get really upset by a lot of the comments. She went, just mute the conversation, yeah. you don't need to see any of it. 
But you also, you position yourself really well, like, right, you know, perfect, you know, because TV, you see. Oh, right? I know when he's doing it, because he start talking to I, them instead of me. Yeah, and then I just talk to the camera. Time. Yeah. I will start something and go, oh, I think I can do a, two, a good two minutes, and I'll sort of, I'll, I'll look at the camera, and then I'll start again. <laughs> yeah. And do it. And, and then, then I'll check, yeah, that happen. I yeah. check the clock yeah. and start and writing an email. Back and I go, <laughs> Kath, there's your video. <laughs> <laughs> Already so, sent, normally. Already look, sent. Look, look straight at look straight at them if you're if you're going to do straight it. Straight at the camera. And there. here's the thing: just if you're doing it and you think, "Oh, this could be something," just start yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Just go right. I'm doing it. Here we go. I mean, nobody's actually listening, are they? So yeah, oh. you might as well just. Um, Carry we're out of time. Um, so, oh, apart, from, apart from your bitterness towards me, <laughs> which is probably correct, I actually. I think it's justified, yeah. Uh, Daryl's show will be a mystery tonight, but it's always worth listening. Stay tuned. This is Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio. 